Welcome to the Binge Watch Podcast, where myself and my friends will sit around and talk about the TV shows that we like, how we watch them, and more importantly, why we watch them, and we'll try to capture the natural flow of our conversations that this group of friends has been having over the course of the years. Oh, and did I mention we have drinks? Now here's Fall Into Flux from their album, From the Outside Looking In. three at the top it's because we all three of us have a profile which you got to because if you have different tastes man you fuck the <laughs> suggestions well, all well scarlet was was watching a lot of stuff under my profile so i get all those kids you know this was a couple of years ago when she was watching tons of little little kid stuff and i was like all this yeah you know anime and stuff of, of little kids little kids cartoons i was like really i'm just my profile's all effed <laughs> i know i couldn't i loved when they came out with the multiple profiles and the kids got off mine yeah i finally had to force scarlet when you get on netflix make sure you choose you not me or mom i'll break your little fingers <laughs> did you say something father <laughs> did you say something Father. So, father. <laughs> yes. Suddenly turned into this raspy little English kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know she's dangerous when she starts using the English accent. Oh, father. <laughs> <laughs> Once we get off the prison ship, father, <laughs> shit's going on. So, welcome to the podcast. I'll go reverse order this this week. Episode, what is this? 15. 15? Yeah. Really? Okay. I know. I, I was going to say like, 17? Mm, <laughs> well, yeah. no, it feels like a, a, we've skipped for three or four weeks in there. So. Yeah. The true, yeah. yeah. It's going to be going weekly. Yeah. Baker's yeah. Dozen plus two. There you go. So we have Radical Ron. Howdy. Who's getting lucky in Kentucky. It's my shirt. According to his shirt. And I did. I don't want to. <laughs> so I don't, it, it's like a... Was Ginger on that trip? Saint, <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. It's, a, it's like St. Patty's Palm Day colors. It's like St. Patty's Day colors, so I don't get it. What's the connection between that and Kentucky? I don't know the green. I just, you know, that was the color I just liked the best, I guess. No, I gotcha. <laughs> Getting fucky in Kentucky. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know if it says any... Irish, but you know, I think it's more about the gambling, horse racing, yeah, than anything. Gotcha. And then we have sort of bearded wonder. Yeah. Are you growing the goat back out? A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Or I'm just lazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's the beauty of it. You There's, just never know. It's like I keep people guessing. They're like, "Hey, are you, are you on the most wanted list?" <laughs> That's I'm just saving money and time on shaving. Yeah. Legit. <laughs> The Dollar Shavers Club. I just, have y'all seen that that commercial with the the guy? He's uh he has uh, he's trying to buy razors, and the lady behind the counter says, yeah, "This will cost you more. So, uh, give me your give me your clothes." <laughs> and then the guy who who runs it, he does the ads. Who came up with it? And he the guy's walking out, looking all sad, and the guy walks by and slaps him on the ass on the way out of the commercial. <laughs> it's nasty. Nice. So you got your wishful thinking Walking Dead shirt on. Yeah. When's that? Uh, Fear of the Walking Dead is. When's about, it start? I think it starts the uh, end of this month. Hmm. 21st, maybe? A lot to live up to. 
I don't know. I'm uh, I'm excited to see it, and I'm also a little nervous. The only thing I've read about it so far is that they kind of guaranteed that it was not going to be out in the woods. It's going to be yeah. in the city. Yeah, like in L.A. Yeah. Because Ur- man, urban scenarios. When they first, uh, season one, when they was, uh, Rick went to Atlanta. Yeah. Man, that's... that's yeah, it's, I'm going to go run up this out. Oh, there's uh, no way out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, luckily, the writers yeah. have put a way out for me. <laughs> unless they didn't want me to be on the show anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Some deus ex machina way to get out of the alley that the writers put in. Yeah. Back, back when the... Season one when zombies were a lot faster. <laughs> well, they were yeah, fresh. they just keep uh, getting slower. Them lithium cells are running out. I know. You, it's like testing batteries. You know you can test a battery by uh, dropping it, and if it bounces, then yeah. it's almost out. And that's, that's yeah. it's like I read the, let me explain, like, like I'm five. It's actually like a real thing. No, there's a really good YouTube video that goes through the whole deal and shows you how they bounce and stuff. Yeah. Maybe but, that's what we could do with the zombies now that we're, they're running out. You could just drop them. In this, oh, this is a fresh one. <laughs> it, bounce, it doesn't bounce, so he's dangerous. Yeah. I read a thing bites your arm. this <laughs> week that said that when batteries show dead or stop working, um, and they still, they're only 20% depleted. Yeah. Still 80% of the juice is still in there, but it can't produce enough amps to run whatever. Right. Yeah. It's like, what a fucking I know, waste wait, that I know, is. it's a total waste. Oh, that's, well, that's that, that thing. Yeah, I, I think I sent it to y'all, that battery, batteryizer. Yeah. It's a, it's just looks like a, a metal, thin metal strip that you put on and it taps oh, into the, it, yeah. uh, it, it allows somehow, you to. Somehow pulls more of the charge. Yeah. Yeah. And why, and why can't a battery manufacturer do that? So I can buy less batteries. They don't want they, you to. That's the <laughs> miracle. <laughs> of they want you to buy another set of batteries. I just want a little, like a little, little, uh, little mini solar, <laughs> solar panel for my phone. Just put it on. They the make back. those. Mm. Um, all right. So we're trying to beer here. It is Shiner Bach prickly pear prickly pear i'm suspicious i haven't tried to try to you haven't tasted no in the kitchen when we was pouring them i was like jolly rancher (laughs) green apple (laughs) so ron tricked me tricked me once that time with that limerita so (laughs) he's a little apprehensive it's kind of peachy yeah more than pear (laughs) is it prickly it's supposed to have a pear in it not peach I mean, I guess, <clears throat> yeah. but isn't a prickly pear a cactus? That's not an actual pear. I don't know what to think about that. Well, think that's what I bought. It's it. not as bad as that blue agave stuff. You oh no, that's spiced and it's sort of like uh, this is okay. Yeah, it's, it's like uh, it's not if, bad if you put a, a fruity beer prickly pear in a in a dirty sock and <laughs> squeezed, <laughs> squeezed it, infused it with a dirty sock that's, a little bit. That's not good marketing, Paul. Yeah, you're never going to get us paid a hole. Now you just shot down a shiner box. Uh, yeah. you know. Well, just this one. I like their. <laughs> they were going to buy. They're about to cut us a big check. I'm pretty sure about it. <laughs> and now it's like, oh, yeah, we're not going to sell any beer through these guys. <laughs> it's all right, I guess. We do like shiner box. Oh, big, there goes the popo. Yeah, they were across the street when I rolled oh, in here. There's two of them. There's one still sitting over there. Why but I'm uh, the case in the joint. I'm a uh, older white male. I have nothing to fear. It's <laughs> true. It's just a sad state of affairs yeah. in the world today. You mean you're not going to do slow motion run away from the cops and? <laughs> 
Or I could walk up to him with an AK-47. I guarantee he ain't going to do fast motion run away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> are they, are they gonna... I could walk up to the park with him with an AK-47 almost strapped to my back. and I bet you you couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> they would uh, like... So, did you might... see the people that did the video test? They So they sent a, a white dude walking down the street with an AK-47 on his back. Not a word. Right past the cops. Cops never said anything. <laughs> and then they just like, looked at him. Yeah. And then right after that, they sent a... a uh, black guy down the street, same guy, and everything. With a with a Nerf pistol, <laughs> they jacked him up. <laughs> Fucking cops came out of nowhere, man. Like made him get down on the ground. The lady that was filming him was pregnant. They made her get down on the ground. She's like, "I'm pregnant." He goes, "Get down on the fucking ground." <laughs> they they started going into random buildings and making people get on the ground. Like, yeah. So the I think the title of the video it's on YouTube is "White Man versus Black Man Open Carry" or something like yeah, that. Yeah. It's like yeah. That's uh, that proves the point. Yeah. Would, I, uh, y'all saw. I'm sure y'all saw that thing that dude bought a armored vehicle and oh, down dude, in, yeah, here in then Dallas, opened, yeah. opened up fire on the Dallas. He shot uh, like a thousand rounds and hit nothing. Yeah. yeah. Well, he hit the windows. <laughs> <laughs> he broke out some expensive windows. Yeah. And he, he rammed. He rammed one of the cop cars. Some, yeah. Some people were recording. I was like, and those I cops guess, went scattering. Yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah, like, smartly, and they yeah. got out the hell out of the way and yeah. and uh, returned fire and. And I guess he was too busy driving, trying to get away to actually try and shoot at them. Well, yeah, he did, they, did, did they shoot him? He, yeah. he ended up going out to like Hearst or something like that. It was Parking somewhere a, in a jack in the box parking yeah, lot. Yeah, and, and the <laughs> I don't know why uh, one Maybe of the he was poli- one of the police. Yeah, <laughs> so, man, I'm, I'm really good. For- I know the cops are on my tail, but I can really go for some tacos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's two for tacos. <laughs> not with that. Not with that attitude. <laughs> Needed a hunger jack. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna take three ultimate breakfast sandwiches <laughs> and a sniper bullet to the head. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. The cop shot him with a 50 caliber sniper rifle. Yeah, well, Did they really. Yeah, yeah. And they, <laughs> yeah, and they had to leave his vehicle there for a little while uh, because there, there were a fear uh, of explosives. That, so they, they, had, like, they had, basically had, blew it up, and let him let his body burn in there because yeah. they didn't want to mess with it. I saw so, that on the news. They, yeah, they, they cleared it because <laughs> they had uh, pipe bombs all around. He had pipe bombs and all sorts of stuff hmm. yeah dude was and um, like the a van full of ammunition you yeah know, he had like, i'm gonna buy this armored vehicle he told his family to live in oh yeah well he lived the rest of his life <laughs> <laughs> that, that is true yeah is true. so congratulations I'll, to him that dude he like he like he went over to his dad's that day this was on friday right yeah and he went over friday mowed his dad's lawn and act like nothing's nothing's going on and then you know he does that Friday Friday night. I better I better do the hedges because I may not be here. <laughs> later. Yeah. yeah, did he do an extra good job for his dad, for his dear old dad, before he decided to go out and blaze the glory? Well, apparently, yeah, apparently he had, he had some some mental problems. Yeah, so obviously, it sounds like it's just yeah, the he, whole cop assisted suicide or whatever they call mm-hmm. it. He was accusing accusing he the, cops the cops of. of Taking away his, child his, his and, kid, you know. uh, tre- uh, uh, treating him like a terrorist, oh. huh? Armored vehicle, pipe bombs. Yeah, yeah. wonder, wonder, wonder I can't why. Can't see it really. It doesn't sound dangerous. I, just, I, was, I thought he was. Thought he, he should. But he he's all right. Have his run his own daycare or something. Yeah. Well, and that, that's what his family members <laughs> pick him up in the armored van. <laughs> yeah. his, his, he apparently had some money because he gave his family said that uh, when that Japanese tsunami hit, he gave like six thousand dollars. Donated, yeah, and oh, he wow. bought somebody a car for some for other thing. Hmm. 
It's like, why can't he buy me a car before he goes crazy? So he was a gregarious uh, white urban terrorist. Yeah. <laughs> He's magnanimous. Good for him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, it's always good to donate before you yeah, go out. I'm just glad he missed and didn't hit anybody. Yeah, no kidding. Um, no, like, no, no, nobody was injured but him. Yeah. Luckily. That's the way... Yeah, because man, they, because that uh, that video <laughs> that the world the is pe- full of tars. <laughs> that that video when he opened up before he rammed the car, uh, cop car and took off scot free. Um, man, it sounded like a war zone. It was. A mm-hmm. <laughs> I have <laughs> to like, look that up. I it did. Yeah, the raw footage. Somebody was somebody in an apartment building nearby. Kind of walked on their balcony, or whatever, and started shooting with their iPhone or whatever. And it's like, man, can can we please get? It's a, non, a non-vertical recording. Flip <laughs> <laughs> your fucking phone to widescreen. Yeah, turn it over. Get a regular view. I'm getting so sick of it. I'm <laughs> sick of it. It's tall. It's widescreen tall, not widescreen wide. Yeah. All right, so Ron, what have you been watching? Have you guys watched anything? Yeah. Well, uh, we have not watched pretty much anything because Ginger was out of town for several days. Well, then you probably used to be used too busy doing all that yard work and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and you so you probably got some more actual TV watching. I did more there. movie watching than actual TV watching. Yeah. But I did do I did I did actually, believe it or not, start two new shows. Oh. Two new Netflix shows. So I started watching. Uh one was and I think we've talked about it before. Uh is Daredevil started yeah. it. Very That's good. good. That's a good show. I've watched about 3 or 4 episodes. Do you see who got cast as Punisher? No, yeah. Uh, yeah, you put it on Facebook. I Shane think. from Walking yeah, Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shane from Walking Dead. Yeah, I, think I can I, see him yeah, in that. He, yeah, he totally. I can buy that. Yeah. yeah, and I like that. It. I. I also feel that's that character is better served by TV than a big Hollywood style action movie. Mm-hmm. Too. Yeah. Well, if they do it like uh, what I really liked about Daredevil is the, the and I think we also talked about this previously is that the grittiness of it, kind of the dark and gritty, and it's not you know it doesn't have to. Be over the top, elaborate action. You know, all there is plenty of action in the in the show. Yeah, it doesn't have to be like shit just blowing up. And right? Yeah, it doesn't have to be Michael Bay. You know, effects. Yeah. Uh, you know, every every thirty seconds. You know, but it's good. It's 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 a good story. It's good. Uh, it's well done. The actors are good. Um, you know, so far so good. Yeah, I think you'll like it. It drags a little bit, <sighs> like halfway through the season, because it's just so actiony. I think you you'd said that before that you the chopsaki so, chop got a little old. It's so <laughs> much fisticuffs. It's just you know they do three F- to fisticuffs. Yeah, they do. I'm he's a pugilist. <laughs> Pigs is smarter than dogs. You know that, right? <laughs> um, so pugilist. Yeah, you know what movie quote that's from? I've heard it, but I don't know what's from. Yeah, I, I recognize a, it, but he's a pugilist, and he's like. It's uh, Casey Shamasco from uh, Young Guns. Ah, okay. Pigs is smarter than dogs, you know. <laughs> Thought it might have been an old brother where art thou. No. Which I watched the other day again. It's greatness. Great movie. My hair. <laughs> <laughs> My dapper damn man. <laughs> Two weeks from everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> what a geographical oddity. You're a man from Woolworths. <laughs> so out of the Woolworths. What did you do? What? Just the one store the whole chain? <laughs> <laughs> Don't we're asking that. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> it's greatness. So what else, What other show? So I think you'll, how many, did you just watch like one or two uh, episodes? Two episodes, yeah. yeah. Just started the first two. Yeah, it's it's good. It probably starts cooking four or five episodes, three, four or five in there. And then 
again, I had to take a breather from it for like a week or two because I was just like getting kung fu to death. But then I came <laughs> back and, yeah. and finished it. And it's just yeah. the one season, right? There's what, whatever, 12 episodes or whatever. Yeah, and season two, I think, starts filming here pretty quick. Yeah, they got, they got re-upped yeah. fairly quickly. Well, yeah. It got really I good. I think it was a pretty huge success. Yeah. For yeah, Netflix. well, I think two weeks after it was out on Netflix, so it had to be a shit ton of downloads and stuff because they popped. Yeah, they're like, yep. It's a, it's a go for yeah. season two. And then, you know, I can't imagine they spent a ton of money on it. No. Nah, nah. Except for the one girl from uh, the vampire shit from HBO, the True Blood. I don't think, I don't, I haven't seen anybody else from that except for, um, what's his name? Plays a, uh, the bad guy. Oh, yeah. I know you're talking about it. What's his name? Uh, what's his nuts? What's his nuts? Yeah, what's his nuts? From um, Full Metal Jacket, Gomer Pyle. Oh. Vincent D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio. He's like in Does, every d- other. <laughs> it's not delivery, it's DiGiorno. <laughs> he's in like every other thing I've watched in like the last couple months, he's been in it. You know, weird is sometimes how an actor, a character actor, you'll just like will pop up and you'll see him in you know, just weird stuff you've watched. We watched you know? Jurassic World yesterday and he's in yeah. it. No, oh, he's in How it. was that? It's okay. About what yeah. you expected? Yeah. Just if you want to watch some dinosaurs run around and tear some shit up and <laughs> it's okay. That yeah. sounds like a sounds like a party to me. And I'm, then uh, So in the whole Jurassic series, where would you rate it in there? Well, you know, I had I I <clears throat> I don't know that I really I, the first one I had on Laserdisc for a long time, mm-hmm. but I forgot that came out so long ago. Yeah, yeah it's like we, almost we, twenty years yeah, ago. Yeah, we we talked we talked about that before. Is that uh, people are still amazed how or was it how the, well the graphics the dinosaurs over twenty years the dinosaurs ninety three for some reason sticks in my mind. I think it's ninety two. I haven't looked it up, but I think it's ninety two. Yeah, it was ninety three. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was about to say it was definitely after. After early early nineties, yeah, and then so and then he was in. I watched that uh, Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger Escape from Prison movie, Escape oh, Plan. I think. Escape Plan. Yeah, is, is that just horrible? It's not very good. <laughs> <at all. laughs> yeah. I recorded it once, and then I needed more. Yeah, you know, I was like kind of short on space. I'm like, oh, I'll catch this some other time. Well, it was the only thing on HBO that I could find. I just was on the elliptical, and I wanted some, and I so yeah. I watched it over the, like four <laughs> nights. You know, forty-five minutes at a time. Oh, yeah. on the elliptical. Yeah, it's not terrible. It's just not good. But he's right. in that movie, and it seems like every other thing I pull up <laughs> this last month, he's he's been in it. Huh. Good for him. Yeah, he he's one of the actors you see him all over the place, and like we just demonstrated, it's like yeah. can't even remember his name. What <laughs> show was he on for the longest time as a cop? He was uh, on one of the Law and Orders. Yeah, that's right, Law and Order. I think the whatever the second spinoff for Law and Order was. I don't know. Oh, um, Law and Order SUV. <laughs> yeah, it's where they it's where they go to soccer games and yeah, it's, <laughs> it's really sort of boring. <laughs> it is. It is. It's, it's Law Law and Order Suburbia. Huh? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, yeah. so so hold your second one. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm going to talk about one real quick, and I've only seen one episode. I'm fairly excited because of the cast, and it's a Netflix original. It just came out last week. Um. It has an w- interesting plot, but I'm telling you, it's a little weird. I'm like 30 to 40 minutes into the first episode. and Is it Sensei? Sensei, yeah. So Yeah, I just saw I that. On I just started place. watching a little bit of it. It's of it. either going to be too weird for me because it's going to try to be weirder than it needs to be, or w- just when you look at the previews, 
And it looks like once it starts to pick up, it really starts to fly. So yeah. I'm going to give it like probably a run of three or four episodes and try to do it. But I'm, I'm almost done with the first episode. But it's a pretty cool premise. And it just starts out, there's this weird ritual going on where some lady that has some type of psychic powers is trying to basically hide her psychic powers from some dude. You, you yeah. watch this part. Yeah. And then somehow she imparts that power or presence or whatever into eight people around the world. And where I'm at now, they're not even really there. They keep getting flashes of each other's lives because now they're like psychically connected somehow. Mm, it's the worst kind of regifting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <coughs> I didn't want this. So <laughs> why am I seeing your stuff? <laughs> they have a, like a really wide divergent skill set. Like one's a cop, one's a yoga instructor or something like that. But the, the where it, I guess at some part it gets cool when they're in trouble and they're obviously being hunted by this due to organization that wants whatever power they have. They form a giant robot. <laughs> yeah. And it's called Voltron. Have you heard of it? That's the shit, man. Yeah. Tracks so down mutants. They can somehow like connect to the people of the other eight or the other seven. Human caterpillar and style. <laughs> Final either six. like their skill sets yeah. or um they can project their presence into the mind of the other one and help them out. So somehow they start getting together and realizing that they have these this power now or whatever. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see where it goes, but I, I'm just in a one episode in. But the cast is what really is making me think I need to hang with it. Um, it's got the guy that played um, uh, Naveen Andrews from uh, from Lost. Lost. Yeah. He played Saeed. Saeed. Yeah. Um, he's one of the main characters. Daryl Hannah is in it. Daryl Hannah, really? Yeah. Um, it took me a while watching that first episode. To see that it was Daryl. Yeah, and I was like... Her I was, voice. Like, I couldn't... Her face, I couldn't tell, but her voice was like, that's Daryl Hannah. Yeah, because it, it depended on the angle. Is like, yeah. oh, that's her. Oh, wait. Some old chick. Oh, that's her. <laughs> <laughs> and then I've it's realized, got the, yeah, the lady that played the Korean wife off of Lost. Mm-hmm. The one that hid that uh, she could son. speak English. Son. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it had the smoke cloud. The, the smoke big, monster and the, uh, <laughs> it's, like, it's like man this keeps following me around <laughs> that's funny and it's got a um, couple other people that are you know you, you recognize from, from different things so I can't believe it's not going to be at least decent with the good cast yeah that's a good cast um, and there's there's eight of eight of the main characters and some peripheral characters so far that have been introduced. So I'm going to hang in there and see what it what it's like. And um, I was just going to check in and make sure that or say that I'm watching it and um, see how it turns out. Yeah, I did. It, I didn't watch all of the first episode because I was sort of bouncing around stuff. But it was enough that I was like, yeah, this. I'll I'll give this a give it a shot yeah, as I, long it, as it doesn't go too fringe or like get up heroes these, or something yeah. these wild ass mm. plot lines that i don't give a fuck and they can't resolve <laughs> anyway and like just <clears throat> tell <throat> the story right <laughs> yeah. yeah tell the story that you uh, want to tell and you when you overcomplicate it or over weird it it's such a hard thing to do like even as soon as i see a polar bear or a, a pirate <laughs> ship in the middle of the forest right i'm bouncing out of this the, you know uh the something Black that rock. <laughs> you know, with uh, True Detective, almost went too far. I feel like with all their little um, Easter eggs that they tried to put in, time is a flat circle. Yeah, all the <laughs> the stuff that they never resolved. You know, all these big things like the uh, 
Yellow King. Yeah. They, it's like everybody's like, oh, we're going to find out who the. It's no, just, you don't. It's just this crazy inbred Some, dude. And, right. And back no, in the don't, swamp. don't, don't, don't. <laughs> no spoilers. But. Uh, Too late. The, uh, so. Or not. <laughs> yeah. So it's. Uh, as long as it doesn't over trick itself, then yeah. it yeah. seems like it could be a pretty cool show. Yeah. It's, a, it's amazing how many shows suffer from getting a little bit too cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like. Okay. It was, well, I think you lost in a way, kind of fucked up a bunch of shows that came after it that yeah. could have been good shows, but they, there were. You remember there was the, I want to say it was called the incident, but it wasn't like that. There was like where, <coughs> um, the plane went missing. Yeah, it was going to land, and it just disappeared or something like that. It was yeah, like I remember something right, like that right after that. And there was like four or five things that really tried to be lost too. Yeah, and then electric boogaloo. Yeah, you just <laughs> because I feel like Lost got really uh, lucky in that all they put all that stuff out there and all those people got interested. Oh, what's this? Why is there a polar bear there? Well, you know, yeah. and looking for these bizarre explanations and and it was definitely a draw. I mean, I wanted to go back to figure out what's the hatch. Yeah, you know. Well, I think they got lost as they got so many people hooked into it then you're invested and you're like oh crap i gotta find out where this goes yeah now we gotta like when they showed the the first time they showed the hatch they had no idea what the hatch was gonna be (laughs) in season two yeah and so you can i think they can it's really easy for these kind of shows to overthink themselves so and i think that's also is makes people leery of you know a show that's anything a la lost like you know that's like Oh, wait a minute. Is this really going to go anywhere? I'm just going to be disappointed. Right. <laughs> or is it going to get two seasons in? I'll be all into it. And it gets canceled. <laughs> yeah, an yeah. hour that. Yeah. Plus, if it's on Fox. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's start with episode four. And then we'll go back to That's one. a running theme on this show, by the way. We need to kick Fox in the balls every Fucking time. Fuck, <laughs> fucking Fox. Fucking Fox. There goes our... Not forgive you for Firefly and the rest of development. There, there, so. there goes our Fox sponsorship. <laughs> yeah, so the little blurb for Sensei is, oh, they're never going to cut us a check. <laughs> I'm okay with that, though. Because if, if Fox did cut us money yeah. at some point, we then we'd have to all come in here and talk about... Uh, how poor people are bad and, <laughs> right. you know, yeah. the welfare economy or whatever the fuck. Have you, have you ever, have you <laughs> by the buzzword. Have you, have you all ever seen that, uh, that late night, uh, round table slash comedy that red, it's called red eye on, uh, mm-hmm. Fox. And it's, a it's, bunch on of, is it, it's on Fox. It's on Fox. Yeah. And it's a whole bunch of conservative <clears throat> comedians trying to be, and, and the, it's, the it's Miller on there. It's crazy. Yeah. Really. God, what the fuck has happened to that guy? Oh, Why? He's, like the, think he's he was, been born again he, hard as Rush Limbaugh Jr. I oh, I thought he was like, thought he was like fairly, at least middle of the road, if not a little bit liberal leaning. And he's like gone full on crazy Tea Party conservative. I, I know. And that's and been for a while. You remember <laughs> when his show was on HBO? And I actually went back and, and watched a couple of interviews. It's a lot of that shows on YouTube now. Yeah. Um, and he was, he would have fairly middle of the road or liberal. And he wasn't like, there's no dogma fight with, but now, yeah, I don't know if it's the only gig he can get or whatever. Oh yeah, well, he seemed like he was an equal opportunity, you know, comedian abuser, yeah. you know, whoever get the joke on. Yeah, but he, then now he, it's like just you know he's just full on super conservative. He's yeah, lo- he, he's he went Ted Nugent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, God, did you see Ted Nugent's quote this week about killing the president or whatever he said? What? Man, it was that, some crazy. That guy is a. That guy is a. Is a, is a 
This is an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think. I was like, how many? I got a whole bunch of words I want to use for him. I think I'll just stick with that. It's just an uber heavily redneck that got yeah. popular. Well, and he's music. just like he's. Yeah. I, I think he's he's just like any anybody. He's you know he has his views, but I think he uh, takes full advantage of it because well, he's like Trump. You yeah. know, it's like anything to keep his name in the spotlight. Yeah, say something stupid to get published. Yeah, and because he, he knows it's it's all it's all good <sighs> for him. Yeah, he's making a ton. There is no bad publicity. Even I act like a retard. Yeah, he's (laughs) never go full retard. I'm going full retard. (laughs) You never go full retard. (laughs) He did, man. It's 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 just like any. It's like that Alex Jones at uh, Prison Planet. uh, (laughs) Yeah, and he man, that guy. You want to talk about full retard? (laughs) Wow, Kim Trails. (laughs) I've watched a couple episodes of that. Yeah, just for for shits and giggles, he's an idiot. It's it's. I like digging through that website and all these uh, preppers and all this stuff because, man, it's f- like for short story ideas you get get these conspiracies. Man, they get they they work hard. Oh, I know. <laughs> they talk about everything's a conspiracy. Government talked to get us twenty four seven. I spent four years grasping at all these straws. Yeah, <laughs> I so, a straw now. <laughs> um, speaking well, of conspiracies, did you see Steve? I I shared it, but Steve Ford's Walmart Jade Helm fifteen drive by thing. Yes, he did. yes, yes. So, what's his name? Joshua Firenstein. He's a basically a tent evangelist preacher or whatever. Went to the Walmart in Midland because Walmart shut it down and said, um, it's like problem uh, plumbing problems. I need to get fixed or whatever. That's where we're gonna. We're gonna, when we take hostages, it's a Jade Helm fifteen rally point. Yeah. So S- Steve lives there in Midland, and so he went. So jo- one of the this preacher guy drove to Midland to drive through the parking lot, and he was showing how they've got cops out there, and look, they're guarding <laughs> us for the military. Yeah. And he recorded it all in vertical. He did actually. Oh, <laughs> Um, looking for some vertical, and and was just driving up and down the Walmart and doing these. He's flashing the camera over, saying, "Oh, it looks like the garden center is like full of military equipment <laughs> and all this stuff." Well, Steve got pissed off. Oh, wait, and, those are rakes. <laughs> <laughs> They're bags of mulch. That Sorry. looks like that looks like an AR fifteen. Oh no, that's that's pruning shears. I thought those were tanks. It's just bags of mulch. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> Steve got all pissed off and and did basically did an anti the same drive by thing this guy did. Just making fun of them, talking about how the cops are there to keep you assholes like you from breaking in to see if there's right. military equipment. Yeah, trying to in get there. in the middle of the store to like run around like a crazy person. And I think they're making a fertilizer bomb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's pretty funny. But of course, you know the the more that proof you offer to the the worse the conspiracy theory becomes. Then it becomes, look, that's how crafty they are. They can make you think it's not going down yeah or how, wait, wait a minute you know this guy's ex-military he's in on it yeah so that's the first thing that steve does he's, he says i am ex-army and he gives his rank and his you know organization he's like that's so if any the conspiracy theories people want to get out me there i go you yeah. know whatever he said and uh but he was driving around for like probably six or seven minutes going yeah. nope nope with i think that's kid. a lawnmower back there i don't know that that's a tank with his kid in the car and do you know what you could do with an aluminum tube? <laughs> so that was pretty funny. Yeah, the uh, the um, I love uh, I lo- like I said I love I love conspiracy theory stuff because man they go to 
they will you cannot shatter their perfect little world you cannot poke a hole <laughs> it's like well maybe it's not it's like this whole thing with the, the whole thing with the chemtrails planes flying exhaust yeah well recently the epa said there was a warning about the uh, vapor trails and people chemtrails <laughs> and it, it was just because of carbon dioxide right because it's a lot of it yeah. and then people are like that's how they're controlling our, the weather in our brains right and, they're controlling our thoughts yeah right. well yeah they're they're, po- they're, uh, they're poisonous to kill us all so they can bring the Muslims in. Yeah, the disturbance of the airplane flying through there sometimes creates a little cloud yeah, because <laughs> um, because the exhaust temperature coming out of there, the air the air coming out is hotter than the surrounding air, so it creates little ice crystals. That's what you get. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's safe. not frigging chemicals, they're, people. They're, terra- <laughs> they're terraforming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for some alien life form that needs more carbon dioxide in the air. Apparently, yeah, it's 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 a We're it's turning a, this planet to krypton. It's it is a ton of fun going through and reading all that that stuff and uh a lot of those sites off of that prison planet uh alex jones site. you'd be surprised how many people believe that shit oh know? yeah and you, you go and read all the stuff these like these offshoots and both sidebars of all these websites that are talking about the the coming the coming apocalypse it's like man they are selling some goods <laughs> they got more ads on their side what i don't what i don't get like i we, need, I like, need matches seems like a do you, you can get a you can get at least a small number of people in America to believe in anything. Oh sure. yeah, but it's not like that in other countries. So I don't I don't understand what it is about our culture that creates this crazy. I mean, well, and it's y'all seen that show? Freedom. That show called yes. Yeah, that show called so freedom necessarily ain't a good thing. Yeah, yeah, freedom be an idiot if you want. Exactly. Well, and it's it's uh, people convince themselves, and it ends up being that echo chamber effect. That's where they're only. It's like watching Fox News. They're all just talking to each other. They're not talking to anybody. I think else. a lot of it, though, is today's you know the interconnectivity, social media, and and just the general media. It's you know, it, people just believe what they freaking will see on the internet or see on TV without really questioning it. Skull and crossbow. <laughs> yeah, without really going, hey, wait a minute. Maybe nine eleven couldn't be a conspiracy because we all freaking saw it happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Alive on television. <laughs> what about Building Seven? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, come on, guys. Yeah, yeah. I watched a video on that the other day of because uh, somebody on some idiot friend of mine on Facebook posted something about you know pass along sharing something that nine eleven was an inside job. I'm like, oh really dude come on <laughs> yeah and there you know, one of the videos was talking about people were like talking about building seven world trade center seven falling I'm like well wait a minute the fire department and the police everybody there were watching it burn and we're like you know this building's gonna freaking come down you know i heard the explosions <laughs> yeah they did it on purpose you know or it's like the squibs you know like look there's squibs because the, the built there's little puffs of smoke that come out of when the world trade centers fell you know and they the floor is pancaked and shit although it fell from the top First, top to bottom, not bottom to top, like a normal controlled demolition right. would be. Just but they said the floors compacting each other. It's air pressure that makes those little puffs of smoke come out when the air, yeah, when all that air gets squeezed out. You know, it gets squeezed out. Yeah, p- little piece puffs of smoke will come out of the floors. I don't and, believe it. And there was a big hotel <laughs> fire in I don't know somewhere in Asia, like a couple of weeks ago, and it like twenty floors were burning all at the same time and took them forever to get it under, under control and the building didn't even come close to falling down number one it's it's a much newer building than right the world trade center but two it they, the, the, they were saying that that was evidence like look this building burned but 
uh, yeah, it, sh- it didn't fall down like the World Trade Center. And, and it was is, like, it, is there it any was kind like, of comparison to like I know that how have, big the World Trade Center is? <laughs> no, it's a huge, huge, huge hotel. It's oh, almost it was. as big as one of the towers. Oh, okay. That's why they were saying like, "Here's well, finally some proof." Well, it's but they were like, "Well, number one, they staged it." No, a plane full of fucking jet fuel didn't fly into this thing and boost the <laughs> turn internal temperature up way above the melting point of you know. There is not yeah. that is not definitively proved that uh, jet fuel flames can melt steel girders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like okay, yeah, that's that's just pretty hot, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, whenever there's you know thousands upon thousands of gallons of it burning right right there in the middle. Yeah, after know. a jet just flies all the way through the building. <laughs> yeah, and not not a fucking huge jet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's and you think about that. It's I've I went back and looked at some of one of the recent anniversaries and looked at because I'd sort of mentally forgotten. Mm-hmm. Man, those things those hit those buildings and it. It looked like a Michael Bay film. It was like, yeah. damn. And they were still standing. Yeah. It's pretty strong. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they could take... Well, they were built with the idea that they could take a you know a plane flying into them, just not a... a small jump, plane. Yeah, like small a small plane. Like, like a, a Cessna. <laughs> yeah, like a regular... Somebody might, might actually fly one into there by accident, you know, not a, flying a jumbo jet in there on purpose, you know. So what have you been watching, Paul? Uh, I've been jumping around to a lot of things. Uh, I've uh, been watching continuing to rewatch uh, mash still funny yeah, yeah. still funny as long as larry linville's on there it's still funny um and uh i have taking a, a the biggest chunk of my time was this with that show uh, history.com uh history channels uh, vikings mm-hmm. and that is a great show i told you man that, that is a, awesome yeah I've, I've powered through the first two seasons of course uh, i'm up to Having to make a decision because I'm <laughs> yeah. up to season three. It's like, oh, yeah. I see you've enjoyed our Viking drama. <laughs> How would you like to pay per episode? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. damn you! It's <laughs> like, curse you, Loki! <laughs> but it's a, it's a really. Uh, hold on a second. Oh, thank uh, you, Amazon Prime. <laughs> yeah, they, man. But it's it's like I've been talking about before is that I was talking about Orphan Black the I'd, I'd pony up. I'm almost thinking about ponying up for Vikings. Yes, yeah. it is so good. Yeah, it is. Um, um, hold on a second. It is. Uh, it is up. Uh, it is up for uh, season four. Uh, I think season three just finished up. Yeah, uh, about a month ago. Yeah, so uh, hopefully I, I can I can just move over to something else. And, <laughs> hey, check it out. Take a take a little breaker from it, and then it should be free again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a Irish Canadian historical drama television series written and created by Michael Hurst uh, for uh, the History Channel. Uh, it's it's like I said, we said it's going on to start shooting uh, season four. Um, it's uh, the sagas of Viking Ragnar Lothbrok. Did you uh, look up what that means? Uh, no. Lothbrok means hairy pants. Oh, sweet! Yeah, so it's sort of like my legs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you could be a dis- yeah. direct yeah. descendant of yeah. Ragnar Lothbrok. Right. My, na- my name is Paul Hairy Pants. <laughs> that's what uh, that's what my friends call. That's my porn name. <laughs> hairy pants. <laughs> it's like what are you? Who's that? Who's Harry that? Cox, big Harry Cox. Uh, who's that? Ron Jeremy, <laughs> Ooh. a hedgehog. <laughs> That's what his hedgehog, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, the, <laughs> it's um, it's uh, 
Ragnar Lothbrook is a former farmer who rises to fame uh, by successful raids into England. Um, the, it started when the series started off, they were raiding to the east. He wanted to go to the west, and that right. set up the conflict with the guy who was the, the earl at the time. Um, and it's really good. It's, uh, it is, it's, they're 45 minute episodes and that is one of those truly bingeable. I would just watch over yeah, another yeah. episode. Another. And they get about as close as you're going to be able to get to replicating like what that society would have been like and felt like to be in. Cause there's just, there's no written record for the most part. And they don't mess around. There's at uh, all <laughs> just stories, but Ragnar. It's more about what other people wrote about the Vikings, right? Right. Yeah, so it's, he's based on a, on a real supposedly real dude yeah um his brother rollo is you based rollo, on rollo, rollo. <laughs> it's based on another so those two characters like if historically there's nothing they're not brothers right but they've basically kind of taken the two big characters that come out of that and go forth and conquer a lot of land and yeah. kind of made them into a family um but rollo is the uh founder of the norman um, empire yeah the um, uh i was for I, northern france i saw i saw a little bit about that is that uh he's like the great 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 grandfather of of william the conqueror i think mm-hmm, i mm-hmm. think that's right yep um and it's it's a they do a lot of but it's really interesting the uh, uh the contrast between because they 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 take captives from the english and the difference between the uh the uh, uh religious uh, uh, between Christianity and the the Norse gods, right? And um, I just think they play that really well. And yeah, and it was a huge part of that too, where the both sides thought they should be conquering other lands and peoples based on that their god was the god, and they needed to kill everybody else. Yeah, just and just the whole thing that they would get in these knockdown, drag out battles with like the English. And then after they get through killing each other, they like, okay, let's talk. Can I have some land? <laughs> you know, and it's, like, it's a very business. It's like, okay, we're going to kill a bunch of you And dudes. that's absolutely the way that that worked. Most yeah. of the northern tribes that would come down, and that goes all about a thousand years before that, through the Roman Empire, they would come down. And if the Roman Empire couldn't fight them off and basically kill them all, they would settle them somewhere and say, okay, screw it. Stop fighting us in these lands here. They, just, they buy them off, yeah. And it, it became a real big, like the I'm gonna, the Vandals conquered Spain. and or I'm going to get it all screwed up. But there was a bunch of them that came down through France and then into Spain and conquered part of Spain. And then the Romans basically hired another tribe to go in and fight them and kill them. And then they were given Spain. It's like, hey, that's your reward. Um, but, yeah, that coming down and, like, just killing people until somebody finally goes, hey, what about if we just gave you guys a place to live? What, okay? can, <laughs> what, what will it make? It? And what most will, of the time, that's what that's why the Franks settled in, in France. Make and, a deal here. Yeah. It'll be easier on all of us. It's like, <laughs> you stop killing my people, and I will give you some stuff in return. How's this like the whole, um, when they come down and, and, and the sacking of Rome, mm-hmm. um they came down and, and were promised like money and stuff like three or four times. They just parked outside the city and, and waited, were, they waited were, yeah. wait. They were told they were going to get something and they were going to leave this late, lay siege. And, and then finally they got tired of getting <laughs> fucked over. They're just like, okay, whatever. We're just 
they came in and sacked Rome and burned and they it to just, the ground. And they just, yeah, just let them, let them take it. But it was all about a big threat or, um, you know, attacking a country they knew they probably couldn't conquer, but they would get paid to leave essentially. Yeah. And that, that happens for you know, probably a thousand years. That's kind of a repetitive thing. Yeah. I, I liked, uh, one of the, uh, the earls in on the English side, Yarl. Oh, one of the Yarls. Yeah. <laughs> well, this this is, I guess, on the English side to be it's an earl. earl. Yeah, yeah, Earl Campbell. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he uh, he had this room that was like a, a shrine to all this uh, ancient Roman antiquity, and that I thought that was impressive. Thinking about, yeah, man, by the time by that time, that was all ancient history. Right, and, yeah. and to them at that time, which is you know to us, and um, how they it's you know, in the like what does this mean? You know, it's like had these fragments of scrolls. I think and, it's in the ninth century, something like that. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, eighth or ninth century. Yeah, so four. It's already been four hundred years since Rome fell apart. Yeah. Around a thousand AD, somewhere in there. Well, before there, because the Battle of Hastings is ten sixty six, and that's when William the Conqueror comes back. So it had to be at least about one hundred fifty years before that. I think it was uh, around eight, eight or nine hundred yeah. year uh, yeah. AD. But it's about as close as you can get. And there's some really cool stuff that that they can't substantiate right, right. Like one of the cool things is like um, in the northern the Norse cultures, like females are very, very prominent. They have leadership roles and. It's always been like the shield maidens that, that yeah. would fight with the men. Now, they don't know that that ever happened, but the, the the handed down the stories about all the shield maidens that went into battle with their men and stuff. And yeah. um, they, you know, obviously have that happen with what's her name, the prince. Yeah, the uh, princess, his, what's his, his, his wife, his wife was a, uh, Ragnar's wife was a shield maiden. And uh, they, I thought that she's a very strong character. Uh, I remember you had talked about it before uh, about the importance of women in the culture, and you get a little bit of sense of that. Is what is it? They didn't play it up quite as much, but they were very much they called shots. <laughs> yeah, well, the whole like the Celts women were very elevated, and yeah. the Celts were obviously driven out by all the Germanic people and conquered and you know, driven basically into Ireland where they, the few survivors yeah. ended up staying. But um, it, it, it was definitely a very different thing where they kind of had an option. They could kind of choose to be the stay-at-home mom or they could go out to battle with their guy. Yeah. And in season three, that happens too. The One of uh, Ragnar's sons, his girlfriend essentially goes to war with him and yeah she was a she was a slave and then she was freed yep yeah and then they uh the production quality is magnificent on the on the show it's very dreamlike at times yeah and uh you know they they go sacrifice their you know nine different things including humans and eat some eat some magic mushrooms yeah, <laughs> yeah. they knew how to shroom it up yeah, it was very. It, it's really well done. I I totally agree, and and I went into it thinking it was going to be because typically those things can be like a lot of really mediocre acting. I thought you it was going. I, mean? I thought it was going to be a sort, sort of maybe a so-so knockoff of Game of Thrones, right? And it's and to, it's it doesn't ape Game yeah. of Thrones at all. It is yeah. a legit fucking show, and yeah. and it's done well. You know, coming on the History Channel as a you know thing but so Ragnar is based on a, a real legend I'll put it that and his sons all he has like four or five sons that play big roles in history and um, the brother Rolo obviously 
we don't know that they were brothers. We don't know that they were. Probably 99% intense they were not. But the, for the storytelling, to bring those two, you know, very big characters that come out of that area together, I thought was kind of a cool move. And just the um, the uh, very it's sort of Game of Thrones like the uh, the plotting mm-hmm. and the changing of allegiances and and um, uh, one of the the guy who built the ship that they took with Floki. Yeah, it's very very he thinks he's descended from Loki, the trickster god. Yeah. Um not I won't give away anything on that, but I really liked his character arc. Yeah, Floki. Through, yeah. He has a big character arc in season three too. Yeah, and he is he is he is re- have you seen any of it, Ron? Mm-hmm. You'll re- no. you would really en- enjoy it. Uh, and the, and what the what the weird part is they get they got guys that look the fucking part. Yeah. I mean none of these guys it doesn't look like they've got David Nukovny in a hairpiece. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. yeah. I mean the the all the guys are big physical looking guys that can really really act. Big burly yeah. man. Yeah. The the uh, <laughs> Ragnar's brother Rolo. I, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't, homeboy. I, would, I wouldn't pick it on him in a bar. <laughs> That's a big dude. Homeboy looks like he's like six two, six three. He's ripped. He's murderous in the show. And if you want to play, uh, you could make a serious case for beer pong with how many times they say shield wall, <laughs> <laughs> shield wall. Because they're always fucking fighting, man. Pissed off at things. But it's what I really thought about the show might be going into it was they would get the history part right and. They would kind of get the costuming right, and then that's generally where the show, those kind of shows fall down is the acting is right, and the acting just weak, so yeah. middle of the road, and the storyline is just so, so, so. But I, I feel like they nailed it. They knocked it out of the park both ways, in my opinion. I, I'm a huge fan of that show. Yeah, I'm, I'm really, because like I said, I, I would sit down, every time I'd sit down and watch it, I'd watch like, and there's 45-minute episodes, yeah. and I would watch four in a row yeah. I'd like yeah. I'd, 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 uh, I'd do the old uh, wake up at three in the morning out in the chair and then I was like oh shit three episodes went by I have to figure out where yeah, what, what, what's the last thing I saw yeah and what do you what do you uh, what do you think about the guy that plays Ragnar I think he's I think he's great yeah he, I think he's really he's very um um I, at first, I thought it was like, is that Jax Teller? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's uh, well, they're they're he's a really good actor. He's yeah. very he's a very quiet character, but he he gets down to business. He, he is not scared to get down to business. I know he only, like his the way he's portraying him is he he portrays Ragnar as like really methodical, very smart, very strategic, long term thinker who just happens to be out of his goddamn mind. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's he's got a plan, he's got but there is nothing standing in the way of him and his plan like Yeah. He his uh, I I guess you could say his his weakness is his loyalty. Right. And he is man if he if he, he calls he you take, a friend, you are his friend He for takes life. care. He gets a little less weak in that area in season 3. Oh good. <laughs> yeah, he's a, 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 they well, all he have, goes, he has these two extremes. So and on one in season three, on the one side, he's is about as loyal of a friend as you can get, and on the other side, once he's had enough of somebody, he basically that, goes that about switch gets clicked and strategically <laughs> yeah. destroying and, this other person. And, and once once he decided he's done with you, oh yeah, yeah, you're done. Yeah. <laughs> you're done like Connie Chung. <laughs> Who's Connie Chung? But it's you would love this show, Ron. Yeah. It is. It is a. It is a must watch. I think I think Ginger would so like how do you, all the hot sweaty dudes and how do you rate Vikings versus Rome? Um which do you prefer? I like I, Vikings. Shows, I like I like Vikings better. You like Vikings yeah. better. Just but slightly. both of them yeah. both of them 
uh, still fall in the camp for me that I can go back and watch again and again. Oh, and again. yeah. You know, you take I've it. watched that first season of Vikings probably t- three times. Yeah, and I'm I'm probably going to loop back and watch yeah. it again. It's well, that's none, what of the I did. none of the characters are cookie cutter. None of them, they're all very complex. They all have change. Uh, I was uh, sort of surprised as like his, his Ragnar son, and then it's like, oh, well, you're grown up now. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, well, we can't can't deal with this tween anymore. <laughs> yeah. Next season, next episode. Let's make him twenty something. Yeah, we can't yeah. stop the Viking bloodlust down for to, for him to have a teen angst moment. Yeah, but uh, what I really like about the the show is they that culture is a very if you think about it, we've. America has transplanted a lot of those kind of values. The John Wayne, stand alone, be your own man. Your your word is your bond. You know that that runs very strong in their in their culture. But there, the, the funny that the, the thing that I enjoy about the show is none of the characters are moving along with the story just to move along with the story. They're all always looking out for their own best interests. What's what what should they be doing? How do they advance themselves? So, you know, it makes them complex when they have those competing wants and needs going on. And sometimes they they want to be the good guy and help the right person out. But sometimes that's not where the most benefit is for them. So, the, you know, there's all this stuff going on in all the characters. And it would be a really easy show to just make it about the bloodlust and them fighting and stuff and not have all the, you know, intricate stuff going on. So, it you know, kudos to the writers for not bailing on the acting and the storylines and all that stuff yeah. too. The uh when I first saw the uh speaking of Sons of Anarchy the king, the Viking king, yeah, yeah. he's he was that that awful. I, he's one of my favorite actors. Yeah, too. and I, when I saw him all I could think about is that character he played on Sons of Anarchy is that uh ex that crazy ex uh, it, uh DEA DEA or something like that. Yeah, yeah he was ex uh <laughs> and he was so crazy. And I he thought was either of, a DEA or a marshal, U.S. marshal. Is a U.S. marshal? Yeah. I think that's right. And uh, it's I I couldn't shake that for a couple episodes. I was like, it's that dude. <laughs> well, if you ever watched that series that he did with uh, by himself, you know, you remember who the murderer was in True Blood, the yeah. original psychopath guy. Yeah. Well, him and that dude have a show called Terriers, and I think I've talked about Terriers on here before. I think you have. Yeah. And it's a they're both down and out like private investigators and it's a great show. It only lasted like eight or nine episodes. I think Fox canceled it, but of course, it, yeah, curses Fox. or maybe it was FX. <laughs> and I was, al- I was also uh, surprised with uh, Vikings that it, it's, uh, it was done. In, uh, it was made by uh, Metro Goldwyn Mayer yeah. television, yeah. MGM television. And I was like, Oh, what else? What else have they done? They, oh, did you they- recognize the theme song? Uh no, it's off of uh, it's um in a Breaking Bad episode. Is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's in one of the pivotal end season, I think scenes is that that song is playing. Interesting. Uh, so the I was looking up uh, on MGM Television. They have, man, they have been passed around like <laughs> like a pack of cigarettes at the end of a party, man. It's it's they bought by Sony and then they was bought by. Sony. I was like, okay, well, what else? has MGM television done uh, that one of their other things was uh, this uh, it's called paternity suit or something like this it's like a like it's like divorce court <laughs> that was another show that I was like so you you have that to your claim claim for fame <laughs> is that for this awesome show Vikings and 
divorce court divorce, uh, paternity court <laughs> or whatever it's called i was like okay but um yeah they have uh they've they've got a lot of franchises under the, the bond rocky and robocop franchises um they got a lot of stuff under there it's it's an eclectic mix it's like they get bought by somebody and then they sell off something and then they buy something else it's yeah. like it's here's that here's that theme song Let's see if this plays correctly Very dark. But it's right out of one of a Breaking Bad episode. Huh. Very it's machine-like. A, it's Fever Ray is the name of this thing, and it's he's like some dude just independently produced um, an album and put it out or something like that. He's like a really weird dude. Of course, that's going to start buffering right when he gets to the good part. <laughs> of course, yeah. Very, almost kind of Trent Reznor-ish, you know. Yeah, it it, but it, it strikes a good balance between that, like Nine Inch Nails, and what if a Celtic guy did it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, when I, when I first heard the the the, it, I had to listen to it a couple of times to be, make out what they were saying because it sort of blend in. It's very, and of course, the opening is you know these bodies dropping into the water. Right. It's it's very matches up very nicely. It, it speeds up a little bit. pretty cool song yeah it's a great it's one of my favorite opening sequences for for shows in quite some time yeah yeah it's good stuff i like it i'm glad you watched it see i told you man i don't steer you wrong i know and it's uh it's another bbc yeah show. yeah i think they did a lot of the filming in ireland uh, i think it's almost exclusively filmed in ireland i believe so yeah no yeah. well, you want authentic you know, Vistas. Yeah, you and, they're, and they're leveraging all the BBC network in terms of actors and um, uh, any, any, and I think too, that's why that the cinematography is so trippy at sometimes because the BBC is much more in their productions, much more fluid. And, and I think they give their cinematographers and cameramen a lot more, um, creativity, you know, license to just, Hey, do something cool. Shoot it from a cool angle, shoot it out of focus, shoot it from somewhere weird that normally wouldn't work. That makes you think about the scene differently. Yeah. And I, I love the way it's done. Yeah. I got no complaints about that show. No, I'm, I'm, I'm really glad I, I and I, I truly binge watch that thing. I've <laughs> burned through that and like in a, like in a week or so. Yeah. I did this when season two came out, I bought it. I think I watched it all in the same night. Yeah, it's really, yeah. It's, I think I stayed, it was like a Saturday night and I didn't I, have the kids. I was so tired the next day. <laughs> I, I, I started like at five or six in the in the evening and was I went to bed like 10 hours later. Yeah. <laughs> I really think I watched it all in one night. And normally I, I don't, I don't do that with a lot of shows. I'll watch like maybe a couple and then I'll get away from it. And then, but that one, yeah, it was easily, it's like watching, you know, four 45 minute episodes. I mean, it's like watching a. A feature film every night. Yeah, no, it's greatness. All right, I've drank my beer and my drink. I think you're almost done with your second beer. Almost second beer. My uh, backup beer is almost done. And that's your Samuel Samuel Adams summertime summer ale. Yeah, I tried to tried to compare it to um, 
fruity beers here with the prickly okay. pear. Prickly pear is okay, but I, I prefer drink like a sixer of yeah, prickly no. pear. Yeah, I prefer if I'm going to have fruit in my beer, I prefer like lemon or lime or something like would that. Would you, you know? would you like the rest of my, I barely touched it. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Paul. <laughs> oh, oh, he did backwash in it though. Mm. I just, That's the best part. I just, <laughs> I just lick, I just lick the suds off with my tongue. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's disgusting. <laughs> All right, let's go get some more drinks. All right. Thanks for listening to that segment of the Binge Watch Podcast. You can find us online at www.bingewatchpodcast.com. On Twitter, at BingeWatchPC, and on YouTube and Facebook by searching for BingeWatch Podcast. So and no. <laughs> yes. We, there shall be no holding of the, of the genitals <laughs> at this particular junction. Thank you for your interest, though. Damn it. Please see your way out. <laughs> All right. I'm glad we got out of that. So, Ron, what's the second thing you've been watching? It's been two weeks since been we've... Been watching or binge watching? Yes. Binge. Been, watch. been watching. Binge watching. Been watching. Been watching. Been watching. Been washing circular well, objects. Ron, just, Ron, what have you been washing? I just saw just yesterday an episode of a show, and they're going through an investigation, and they pulled up, and she's got these. One lady pulls up these things, and she's got these Benoit balls in her hands, and she looks at the other lady, and she's like, "What are these?" She's like, "You're going to want to put those down and go wash your hands." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You just don't know if those are clean or not. <laughs> Methinks not. Pop, pop, Because they were pop, like on the nightstand right beside oh, the bed. Oh, yeah. That's not, I can not sh- a good sign. I can shoot a ping pong ball for 50 feet. What was the movie with that? Uh, oh, Priscilla uh, Queen in the Desert, somewhere like that, where the Asian chick was. I don't remember. Doing, I've seen that movie, but it's been doing the 20 ping- years ago. <laughs> the, guy, the guy was married to her, and she was. Couldn't resist doing the ping pong trick at nightclubs. <laughs> Whereas this is like in Australia. It's really hard to resist. <laughs> I mean, it's like once I get liquored up. Right, yeah. I, I, I got to shoot ping pong balls out of my yoo I just... <laughs> my, <laughs> my yoo-hoo. My yoo-hoo. Isn't that a children's drink, you sick bastard? Double O. I just, speaking of Priscilla Queen in the Desert, I just watched the, the Rover the other night, which is... Um, What's his name? Rover Dangerfield. Guy Pierce's last film. It was okay. Yeah. It's like a post-apocalyptic thing out in the Australian outback. So much apocalypse. He had a blooming onion. <laughs> yeah. yeah. About, yeah. You, you, man, you, you, you beat me to it. <laughs> yeah. So much of the apocalypse happens in Australia, doesn't it? Yeah. I think the, Australia's pretty much the apocalypse now. <laughs> right. It has this really thin ring between, of humanity. Right, yeah. Between the coasts, it's all pretty much apocalyptic. Yeah, yeah. On the east side and the west side, there's a thin ring of humanity, and the rest is yeah. just... West side. Yeah. <laughs> it's just gas stations on the on the internal desert highway. <laughs> yeah, just for whatever reason, just driving across there. 
yeah. going on a walkabout. But it, yeah, that's you reminded me. So what else? What, what was said, that? What was that movie with uh, Crocodile Dundee? No, no Crocodile no. Dundee. Too. But it was like the uh, from driving from like Perth to Sydney across the desert. And oh, it was a killer. T- yeah, you're talking about. Um, uh, wasn't Stacey Keach in that? Wasn't yeah, he, the original um, walkabout. Man, that was like old back in the eighties. It's a that. great flick. Yeah, he has that dingo. That's driving with him, his, his yeah. little dog. It's, yeah, it's kind of like the Hitcher in a way. It's, yeah. about, it's uh, about the Australian, gasoline. Australian set film. Look that up, look Stacey Keach up maybe. <clears throat> but yeah, that was, a, that was a cool. Who runs Barter Town? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Master Blaster. Master Blaster. <laughs> <laughs> it's called like, Road Games. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Road Games. And I, movie, I, yeah. I love that movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. Um, and I would have, I was thinking it was something else. What year was that, 80? Uh, 81. 81. There was a, there was a, I think there was a, uh, no, but it's a, it's a cool flick. There was a mm-hmm. spinoff of that. It was called Rogaine. <laughs> it was about, uh, was Mel called. Gibson, uh, calling people sugar tits and trying to grow his hair back. <laughs> that was, that was Road Warrior 7. Road <laughs> Games. A truck driver plays a cat and mouse game with a mysterious serial killer mm-hmm. who uses a young female hitcher as bait to lure victims onto, on a desolate Australian highway. Hey, if that's wrong, I don't want to be right. I kind of imagine all Australian highways are desolate. Slightly. <laughs> if it's between Perth and Sydney, yeah, like, <laughs> they're desolate. It's like, hmm, let's see if we can count all the dangerous, poisonous animals out here. Oh, shit, it's like, it's like the, a continent. Or the, venomous, I should say. Yeah, it's a, a desert area the size of most of the United States. You know that Jamie Lee Curtis was the hitchhiker. Yes, exactly. She, her character's name is Hitch. Would you like to help me with my knapsack? <laughs> no, with my rucksack. My rucksack. 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 Sure. She had a nice rucksack. She yes, nice yes rucksack. she did. Now she's selling she does. stuff like yogurt. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. helps you poop. <laughs> <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do. Yep. Get the poop out. Yeah. You gotta do what in, you gotta I, do, do. I used to be in horror films. Now I can't get my poop out. <laughs> right. Now I'm selling poop helping yogurt yeah she was or whatever she was in the the original halloween right Mm -hmm. oh yeah that's man that one of the still got a good creep factor to it dude that is one of the finest examples of low budget filmmaking you can find yes the original halloween and you get you i just watched uh the guy that played the detective remember him yeah pleasance yeah yeah i just watched him in the great escape the other night yeah and i was like oh i totally like i he was the one person I forgot was in The Great Escape. Yeah. And I've seen that movie probably 20 times because I have it Steve on Laserdisc. Yeah. Is Charles Bronson in that? Yep. Yeah. He plays the Polish yep. guy. And, um, uh, the great Rockford Steve, Steve McQueen. Oh, yeah. Jim, uh, James Garner. James Garner. I want to say Jim Rockford. <laughs> I know. I was like, yeah, that's his name. <laughs> Jim Rockford. No, it's James Garner. But it's such a good movie. I hadn't seen that movie in forever. Forever. Yeah, it's well, on. It's on Netflix now. Donald Pleasant's played a ton of roles. Ton of you know, he's kind of a kind of a great character actor. Yeah, no, he's he was Blofeld in a lot of the James Bond, a couple of the James Bond movies. Mm-hmm. For the sure. all of the the since we're on the uh, Halloween tip uh, a little bit. Yeah, is it was originally the original Halloween was released in 1978, written yep. by John Carpenter and yep. Deborah Hill. Yep, directed by Carpenter. Um, he also did the music in it. Uh huh. That's his thing. That's right. Mm-hmm. Got to get some synthesizer. Uh, spooky. Theme. All of the films and all the, the it's a huge. He was trying huge, to out synth, synth like golden earring. <laughs> 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 it's uh, uh, 
all of the franchises collectively grossed over 366 million at the box office worldwide. Yeah. Which doesn't, like today, it doesn't sound like that much. But th- you're st- talking well, starting at It wasn't at even that much money back then, but what the, the upside was they made them for like eight bucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's and what the coolest part was is how. Is it Halloween 2 picks up the second Halloween movie's yep. over, right? Mm-hmm. Like when he jumps right. off the balcony? Yep. 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 Yeah. I always thought that was su- such a cool... And not planned. I don't think they had planned mm-hmm. that no. at all. Mm-hmm. But that was such a cool way. They ended that movie in a cool way that if it was standalone, you'd never question the ending of that movie. No, never. And then when they came back and made a sequel, it totally made sense. It wasn't like, oh, we made so much money. Let's find a way to make a sequel to this thing. I saw that movie in 1970, when it came out in 78 at the theaters, my friend and I freaking, uh, our, uh, got his mom to drop us off at the theater. His brother to drop weren't us you thirty two the then? While we were, <laughs> no. he dropped his his mom off. I was, <laughs> I was thirteen, <laughs> and uh, we we then had to walk home after the movie. We had to actually had you know so it was already. I bet there was, was some running involved. Uh, there <laughs> fucking was some running in that thing because man, we were scared. <laughs> I'm sure. And it was yeah, you know, we saw it and it seemed like it was like fallish. You know, like where that was taking place, obviously in October. Yeah, but it seemed like it. I can't remember when it actually came out. I think yeah. it was right around how. Somewhere around there. It was, yeah. it was September, October when we saw it. So it was fallish and the wind was blowing, the leaves were falling, it was getting, you know, the still light was fairly late. We I you're, probably you're, saw a four or five o'clock show. You're 13 and your creep factor is oh, sufficiently dude, elevated. hairs are standing up. <laughs> this movie scared the crap out of me. And especially the ending there, you know, where it's like the, you know, you shoot him, he finally comes and falls out the window. And then the last scene is, you know, when Donald Pleasance walks up to the window and looks out, Dr. Loomis right. looks out and he's gone. I'm like, oh. And just the uh, talking about the synthesizer uh, music that Carver did, and yeah, and then the theme kicks in right then too. The you know, I just this weekend the potpourri of stuff. I was watching stuff eclectic mix. I watched Carpenter's Assault on Precinct Precinct Thirteen. Thirteen, yeah, and it's like heavy on the synthesizer. Dude, watch Escape from New York and listen to that. That yes. track he did there. That's yeah, all synth. Eh, it's, heavy it's, uh, Assault on Precinct, uh, Precinct 13 was done in 76, a couple of years before yep. Halloween. Um, uh, independent film producer Erwin uh, so Yoblins and Finance. I love that. That is so awesome. <laughs> that is the ultimate, ultimate Halloween thing. Uh, financier mm-hmm. Mustafa Akkad sought out Carpenter. Mustafa to- from The Lion King? Yeah. <laughs> Everything dun, that the light touches is yours, except dun. that creepy-ass music. That needs to stay over in the elephant graveyard. <laughs> the, uh... <laughs> sl- sl- slimy yet satisfying. <laughs> um... He was sought out. Uh, they they sought Carpenter out to direct a film about a psychotic killer stalking babysitters. Carper, Carpenter and Deborah Hill began drafting the story, yep. and they titled it "The Babysitter Murders: <laughs> uh, Adventures in Babysitting." Uh, but the, the title, Babysitters Club. But the title was changed at Yablon's request, suggesting it be changed to Halloween Night and name it Halloween instead. Uh, Mustafa Akkad he. The film budget, $300,000. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's why when it goes and makes fifty, they're like, holy shit, we just made a lot of money, it's <laughs> worth nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it, again, it is a... It is a it, it, they, it's used in film schools as a prime... is as a, a wonderful... Um, example of low, of how to make a really good movie with a low budget like that, you know. 
Yeah, it is it is phenomenally well shot, well one well. Done. Well, and the 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 guy who fronted him the money, he finally decided to finance the film after Carpenter relayed the entire entire film to him in a suspe- quote suspenseful way, almost frame for frame. So Carpenter had it planned mm-hmm. out. Yeah. So that helped, and it was a really tight schedule. Was that his? First movie, first big movie, Halloween. First big, yeah. Salt the Precinct Thirteen was his first one, right? And then yeah. Halloween, was which his they first. redid, right? With a bunch of like, yeah, uh, Ethan so. Hawke, I think, yeah, did it, yeah, yeah, recently, you know, the last ten years, whatever. Yeah, whatever. I think Hollywood has no original ideas. The, the low budget forced <clears throat> wardrobe and props to be crafted for items on hand that could be purchased inexpensively. They went to the Dollar Tree. <laughs> well, you know what the mask was? The Michael Myers mask. Shatner. Who, yeah, Shatner. Yeah, <laughs> it's a Captain Kirk William From Shatner a William, mask. William Shatner mask. Purchased for $1.98. That's like big money back then. Oh, well, like, yeah, yeah. It's like 1977, 78 when they filmed it. The Shat. Yeah. You put it on and you get this urge to slide across the top of cop cars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was it a TJ Hooker mask. <laughs> I would like to be a murderer. Well, I think it's just Spock. like if you look at the mask, like, and you know it's Shatner, and you see it, like once I th- you I see think it, they changed like, it, yeah. like for the the later movies, and yeah. it was no longer Shatner. Yeah, they made a little. But when bit. you know it's Shatner, you look, you go, oh yeah, that's Shatner. But it's so horribly made, right? Yeah, it's all yeah, it's <laughs> so cheaply made that yeah. it looks looks nothing like him. <laughs> and uh, following on the success, uh, the two uh, the guys who financed it. The first one, they immediately started working on Halloween two, but John Carpenter did not direct that. No, he yeah. refused to have anything to do with it, and they had a, a super budget of two point five million for Halloween two. Well, I think yeah. after Halloween, he then went on a terror of his original stuff. So yeah, he wanted yeah. to do other things. He wanted he didn't want to remake that you know, or make another version of it. And of course, you know, Halloween three had nothing to do with Michael Myers. That Halloween three season of the witch that was the one with the uh, the masks that yeah. you know, had chips, of, bits of Stonehenge in them, <laughs> turn kids into their brains into snakes and George, spiders and shit. George, <laughs> so stupid. So they stupid. repurposed the mask of George Takai. Yeah. Oh my! <laughs> was oh Sh- Silver Shamrock was the name of the company that was making the mask. Silver spins. Silver Shamrock. Three more days till Halloween. Oh, yeah. Halloween, Halloween. Three more days I remember till Halloween. When I, Silver Shamrock. Shamrock. <laughs> I remember when I, when I first saw that one, I was like, I creep me out. It's I a was little, like, it's a little, it's a little it creepy, little weird movie, but it's just nowhere on the level of the, the original. Even yeah, two. so he went, this is why he didn't want to get messed up in, anymore. So Halloween comes out in 78. By yeah. 79, he's, he's, being looked at as like, hey, this guy's a, a dude, right? Right, yeah. Eighty director. is the fog, which I, yeah. I think that's a super cool. It is movie. really yes. cool, yeah. yeah. Yes, and his association with his part-time, often and off again girlfriend, mm-hmm. Adrian Barbo. Mm-hmm. Yes. So then you go from the fog. The next year, Escape from New York comes out. Escape from New York. So the next state. year, Blizzkin. the thing comes out. <laughs> oh. The, One of the finest films ever made. Yeah, the thing. <laughs> yeah, oh, God, dude. I, like they were gonna remake that. I was like, "You guys are dumb. Do not do it's picture perfect." Yeah. Just, no. was, uh, uh, then Christine. Then Starman. Star then Man. Big Trouble in Little China. Another of the greatest movies ever yeah, made. Print, well, I am. I, let's stop down right here. I'm super pissed off that, that <laughs> yeah, the, the people's eyebrow is going to be the fucking. 
yeah. It is, it is as, as apocryphal as anything can be. <laughs> right. Like, it is a blasphemy in, at the highest order. In, yeah. in my mind, they just burned the Koran. <laughs> right. <laughs> and the I Bible. I declare a fatwa <laughs> on whatever those fuckers are that is casting that show. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I get that he's a fan. I get the Rock's a fan. He wants to be respectful of Tor, but dude, just That's don't. Not don't he, even, he's not the dude. Don't he's go the there. Dude. You're not. You're not. You're not Jack Burton. You're you not Jack Burton. Come on. He's not even Tim Burton. Come on. <laughs> uh, so I saw that and I was just like, I'll never watch it. Out of fucking spite, I'll never watch it. Yeah. Well, that's like me paying a uh, paying Netflix for a. Uh, uh, True Blood on DVD just to spite Amazon. <laughs> I can get it from cheaper from Amazon, but fuck those guys. <laughs> so then he goes on to do They Live. I love that movie. <laughs> that is a great out, movie. Rowdy Roddy Piper. Greatest fight scene ever filmed. Comes out in, like, that's 88. Con- so, yeah. cons- consume. He did the right thing by moving on and not getting caught up in that franchise. Yeah. Then he has a couple of crazy ones, but then he does In the Mouth of Madness, which is probably the best you, oh, wait, 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 wait. Are you calling a couple crazy ones there? Prince of Darkness? Well, no. Prin- Prince of Darkness came out right before they live. Oh, Memoirs that was the... Uh, of that was the... Uh, Rick James Satan in the, that in was, the bubble chamber. Or no, that... I thought, I thought, <laughs> the liquid tube. It's that's, fucking that's got, crazy. No, it is crazy, but, but it's, it's kind of creepy. It's kind of spooky. Movie. Yeah. I, thought, I thought Prince of Darkness was the Rick James story. <laughs> Darkness! Darkness! <laughs> what I'm calling no, that's, that's, was uh, Memoirs of an Invisible Man... Yeah. Body bags. Then he does. He goes back on a little bit of a roll in the mouth of madness. In the mouth of madness, which is a um, Lovecraft, right? Lovecraft. Yeah. Um, it's probably the closest anybody's gotten to actually some type of decent representation. Which Lovecraft I think they're actually film. starting to. There's a company I think that's looking at make cranking out a couple of his, what his about films. Reanimator. Village of the Damned. <laughs> Damn near killed her. Um, <laughs> Escape from L.A., which I could have done without that movie. Oh, made. yeah, that was not good. Um, and I saw Ghosts of Mars. Yeah, it's, it's, it wasn't terrible. Yeah, it's not good, but it's not horrible. I never... I, I never <laughs> what yeah, was, what was, ice cubes in that, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. What was that about? I, I never saw that one. Here, I'll flip back over here and read the like Zombies on the Mars colony, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, years in the future. Or, or it's kind of like, uh, what's it from uh, Serenity and Firefly? The, the, the Reavers. Reapers. The yeah. Reavers. Reavers, yeah, the Reavers, yeah. Years in the future, a Martian police unit is sent in to pick up a highly dangerous criminal at a remote mining post. Outland. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Upon arrival, the cops find the, the, the post has become a become a charnel house? Charnel. Charnel? What the fuck is that? It's like a slaughterhouse. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, Outland, or maybe it's a Chanel, one of the most maybe it's a underrated. House. I don't know why. This I know it's one of your favorite uh, films oh, ever. Yeah. God, it is a really, really, really good movie. Super underrated sci-fi film. What year was that? Sean Connery and Outland. Uh, I'm gonna say 81, 82, something like that. Maybe. Huh. I'll have to check it out, dude. Eighty one. Oh man, I'm good. Is it on Netflix? I would. I, I would imagine that it is. Got to be Netflix or. Uh, if you think about it, Outland is a, is a very Carpenter-ish type of. It movie. is kind of yeah. yeah, but it's a, a he's a, he's just like a corporate detective guy out on I want to say they're on Saturn or something yeah. mining or I don't yeah, remember some mining colony something like um, that. And here uh, in, in the distant future, a police marshal stationed at a remote mining colony on the Jupiter moon of Io, Io. and covers yeah. a drug smuggling conspiracy and gets no help from the populace. 
when he later it's almost like high noon in yeah, space. Yeah, exactly. I was getting ready to say exactly that. It's high noon in space. And how weird <laughs> that is that that I just watched High Noon last night. Yeah. Great fucking movie. Gary yeah. Cooper. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh something another um thing I like I said I had a really eclectic weekend this weekend. I've been I've been I stopped down on a few episodes of the original Twilight Zone series. Uh, Man, yeah. I love I love the original Rod Serling episodes. Oh, Those yeah. Are so yeah. awesome. My favorite maybe, is maybe one, not the greatest actors. In one the of my world. favorite ones is Burgess Meredith and the 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 guy, the library, the book guy, the the, the glasses. Yeah, and, that I love that episode. One time to read, and then he breaks his glasses at the end. So I think we're still waiting on you to tell you what you've been watching. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> I love these non sequitur conversations. Yeah, we got off on, a, we got on a roll here today. I would have been yeah. talking about Outland. Watch that fucking movie, and you if yeah. you haven't seen it. Uh, yeah, add that one. Okay, yeah, put it Oblivion on. and Outland. I I, I seen Edge of Tomorrow. By the way, I watched Edge of Tomorrow like three times I, since the last time we saw it. I, I, I know. Oh, she's so hot. I meant to. Mm. She is. I yeah. meant to. I meant to uh, to watch Oblivion this weekend. Yeah. You know what? You have to buy it. What? None of the, no, it's not available free. It on, was on Netflix. It's it must have pulled it off. They they pulled Damn, it. They man. saw how. Uh, how many times Ronald was willing well, to pay for it? <laughs> right. How many times they on HBO? I'll watch it. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's the downside. I, I don't have. Uh, I don't have uh, HBO. Yeah. So. But yeah. check on um, Netflix for Outland. Okay. You'll, you'll watch that. it. Yeah. Watch, I mean, you'll watch it. You'll like it. Yeah. Any any free uh, service you can find and it's, it on. I mean, it's and it's awesome. A, and it's Sean Connery so out of his element in the type of movie that he would mm-hmm. typically do. But I, he nails that role. Yeah, man. it's awesome. It's he's the. It's he's, very much like. Man against the town, like yep. in uh, High Noon, it's yes. uh, Gary Cooper in space. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, so what do you what have you been watching? Uh, my other show that I have started, I'm uh, a few episodes into now, is uh, one that I I remember when it first came on. I was like, yeah, I don't know if I'm really into the into this. I don't really if I'm really that much of a fan. Want to watch it? But I've seen the dude, seen some of his. Um, he's a comedian. I've seen some of his comedy shows, and then I've seen him on like a lot of times on. Uh, Either on Jimmy Fallon or you know on Seth Meyers or something, one of the, you know, the late night talk shows. And I'm like, man, this dude is friggin' funny. And uh, so I'm gonna check out his check out a show. And I'm talking about uh, Louis. I thought that's who you were gonna say. And Louis C.K. Do you know much about him? That's a very fairly autobiographical show. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of about his life, about with him and his two daughters. Yeah, you know, you want to talk you're about familiar it. with yeah, that. Yeah, so it, like I'm living Louis' life, right? right. The single dude, yeah, with single two man daughters. with two daughters. Yeah, and uh, but yeah, he's like I've read a lot of uh, uh, things that he's written or, or interviews that he's done. Yeah, and he's just like I just putting shit for my life in there, man, because yeah. it's yeah. funny and it's just I, he goes. Yeah, the times he, he talks about. I'm his so kids. ill-equipped <laughs> to do. I, it was. I, I think he uh, read a deal. He's talking about. I'm just now getting okay at being this dad of two daughters on my own and stuff. Yeah. And he's like, I think back and like, I was kind of a total, totally lost dumbass there for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of, that's what pulled me in when I were hearing him on his show, on the talk shows, talk about his kids and the humor that he's pulling from, from those right. real world, real life, real examples, you know, of, of dealing with his kids. I'm like, that's, that's so, it's funny and it's true at the same time. What the hell is that? Oh wait a minute, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like we all, we all, we, Brian gave me the stink eye at first. I was like, hey. I somehow when I was I was on Netflix and I had the page pulled up, and somehow I started an Archer episode. <laughs> 
<laughs> and it's the scene here is you've got Archer laying nude on the bed, and then there's uh, what's her name? Um, uh, I'm drawing a blank. The Lola, 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 Lala, whatever on in a bra and panties next to them on the bed. You know, I don't know what episode that that is. I think that's one current one I'm getting ready to watch. But um, yeah, I'm sorry, that was me. That's funny. I guess I guess click play. So I guess, <laughs> I guess much, it's better that than if you would have had like Pornhub. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I know nothing about anything. Why like are that. these two dudes having sex on my phone? It's like, <laughs> how can I work docking into the conversation? <laughs> yeah, sword fighting, rocking like docking. <laughs> Um, so you, how many episodes have you watched? Sucking. I am in three episodes. You like it? Yeah, and it's 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 really. I've never good. watched it. I've just I really like him, his stand up. The second I remember the second episode was really funny. The first one kind of is setting it up, you know, and uh, so it's a little you know formulaic, you know, in a way, it just kind of sets it up and gets it going. So it's a little slow to start. The second one is really funny because it's it's kind of totally different. It's different from the first, so I don't know. And the third's a little like the first one was a pilot. Yeah, maybe uh, one they used to sell the show or right. something. Right, uh, we need to make some changes. <laughs> right, uh, but the second one is it starts off with him and like he's playing a poker game with all of his fellow comedians, and one of them is that dude that has the that's like has the crazy eyes and the really short kind of. Uh, hair it's almost balding and he's i can't remember his name but he's been in a ton of stuff um and then there's just, just all these comedians and one of the comedians is, is these buddies with is a, is a gay guy he's a gay comedian and so they're all the whole conversation all the time they're playing poker like they're all friends and they've known each other for years and they're playing poker and all of them all the straight dudes are asking the gay guy about you know about gay sex <laughs> <laughs> the whole conversation is about that and so they're just it's it's really funny and uh, and I, almost you seem like it's really tr- really real life. I, w- real I think truth. I'll start watching this because I've almost started watching it probably yeah. ten times. It's really good. And then and the I, gay, I think I've got it on my list too. Yeah, yeah. the gay community is like because I talk more about gay sex with you dudes than I do with my gay friends. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that uh, afternoon. Uh, uh, shock jock on uh, the Eagle, Russ Martin. Yeah, he was talking about he had uh, previously worked with this uh, this other guy that worked at a station that was a you know an out gay man. Yeah, and he was <laughs> he he described it as that. Yeah, you remember? I think his name was Steve or something like that. He's like Steve. He had that prehensile gay string. <laughs> Little tiny man, he tried, always tried to pull you down and pull your pants down, <laughs> check your oil. <laughs> it's like he was like a he was like a lemur or something. <laughs> he had that prehensile strength. But it's funny. One of the dudes, one of the guys, his friends is you know who's also friends with you know they're all I guess they're all kind of connected because they're they're comedians, so they all like have known each other for years and done and, comedy and together. I, that's the weird thing about that, like yeah. I, because I listen to Joe Rogan Rogan's podcast and I have for so long. Yeah. That comedian stand up comedian community is a it's a lot of people, but they yeah. are so tight knit because they're always touring and right. running into yeah, each they've, other. They've, and, they've toured together. They've like just sat around and shot the shit, yeah. and drank beers together, and everything. And so. what amazing! And the, they go out and see each other all the time. So whenever yeah, they yeah. like, Joe talks a lot about when people come into town. And he lives in L.A., I think. When people come in and come into town that he thinks are funny or his friends think are funny, he's like, I may go see four or five comedy shows a, a week. Because well, I know that so and so is playing, and my buddy's going to tour with him, whatever. But it's just kind of, I guess, something you wouldn't, I you wouldn't think that that 
crew, you know, whatever, let's say the top 40 or 50 you know, comedians that travel and do that thing, they're all, they know each other backwards and forwards and all really tight. Well, and that's why uh, I can't remember, you You probably know the name of the comedian that uh, Joe Rogan had this famous falling out with that he said he, the guy was always just stealing people's comedy bits. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know who I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. And that's the cardinal sin of the comedians. Oh, you know, don't, yeah. Don't. Don't steal. And I think, if I remember right, they they caught him and they went to him and said, "Dude, what are you doing?" Because they were all like fairly good friends with him, and he denied it and said he'd never done it or something. Yeah, and Joe Rogan ripped him. Oh yeah, he he still talks about that guy all the time. Yeah, it's. um, I think I think I want want to say if I remember it correctly is that the guy was his supposedly a Hispanic comedian. He wasn't really Hispanic. (laughs) <laughs> he was like a white dude. His name was Joe Bernstein or something. I don't, I don't know what his name was, but it, he was passing himself off as Hispanic. Joe Bernstein. Yeah. My name is Ingma. Ingma. <laughs> I'm from the South Side. That's funny. So I'm glad you like that because I've never yeah. talked to anyone that's actually watched it. I love it. I've seen all of his stand up stuff and um, what what what, what he used to be on something else. He was on Parks and Recreation for a little while. Was he? Yeah. I don't see, I've never it was seen a small, that. It was a small. That's a funny series. I I, I told y'all before that it uh, it sort of fell off the last season. I didn't even realize that the last couple of episodes in the finale came and went because I just stopped watching because it, it, it started to get that they didn't have any real ending. It was just everybody. It was almost like too meta. <laughs> they, they, <laughs> they realized, you know, everybody started their wishes come true and all. It was like, yeah. Mm. Yeah, he but was the, in the, um, the series. Was funny. Yeah, he was in. Um, uh, is he a writer on Conan? Also, originally, maybe that's how he got his start. And yeah. I can't remember because I've known about him forever, and previous to seeing him in things, you know what I mean. So, just this yeah. is his name. Um, but I, I am going to start watching that because I've, he was on the Chris Rock show years ago. Too, I've almost. Punch play on that probably and the Dana Carvey show. Oh fuck, Dana Carvey! <laughs> yeah. I can't stand Dana Carvey. Not live. He just, well, he's hosted, I think. But yeah, the show's good. It, it's uh, you know one of the things, and it, <laughs> it takes a little bit. It's always you know it's always funny. It's not pure comedy. It's real life, and there's some you know, there's a little bit of a little bit of seriousness, a little bit of drama in it. Like in the episode with with uh, with his comedian buddies and again the guy that's a gay comedian, he talks about you know stereotypes and about offensive terms like you know like he kind of calls out Louis a little bit on you know using some of his comedy bits using the term faggot right and he terms and he tells him where that where that name comes from and what it means you right a, you know that what, it was, who has a problem with a, a bundle of sticks right and that's or what he was talking about how, right. yeah, that they you know the you know, olden days they would burn you know gay people and they were burning like a like a bundle of sticks like a faggot that's right. where the, where the connection that's, came that's from. how you bundle them up that's essentially pre-made kindling right so they would for a fire so what they would do is they'd take these gay people and bundle them and basically throw them in a fire together and that's where the where the connection came yeah. from He's like, so if you don't have a problem with that, you know, burning gay people, then <laughs> go ahead and use the term, you know, make yeah. your make your jokes off of it. You yeah. know? So Louis kind of like, mm, okay. I just, yeah, I, I'm, I just, a, I'm, I'm a dick. Yeah. <laughs> I just yeah, I just wanted to bum a smoke, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so you know, I think one of the things that's kept me from clicking on that a little bit is I feel like 
I live that that story <laughs> the, yeah. all the time. But you'll find humor in it too because yeah. you, you're familiar yeah. with it. You know, you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. that's me in a nutshell, right? There, Brian's baby. laughing and alternately sobbing <laughs> into <laughs> crying, like weeping. <laughs> I I too live in a house so, of emotion. So, so I'm looking at uh, Louis C.K.'s uh, Wikipedia page. His real name is Louis Szekely. Say it. It's like says likely, and Say which it. I, like Italian or, uh, or his name is Ingve Malmsteen. What <laughs> <laughs> well, I like to prefer, preferably call him is like they call it him. Did, Al- it ends in ski. Yeah, in the uh, he's Polish then. Uh, it's it's uh, a Polish yeah, name. It's yeah. obviously a Polish. Uh, I think you're right. S Z E with a tilde. Or the dude's already he's forty. Yeah, he's already. <laughs> no, no. But the ironic thing. Here's the ironic thing. He has this alphabet last name they don't uh, do the phonetic spelling but then known professionally as louis ck and then they do louis ck and the phonetic is like i didn't need help with that (laughs) i'd like help on the on his uh on his uh fern name his last name is s z e k e l y yeah that's if i remember right that ski is much like hungarian it's much like mick it says it's his says Oh, and later down, uh, down there, it says it's his Hungarian surname. Close enough. Yeah. Polish, Hungarian, whatever. Yeah. Well, it's a whole uh, region, but it's, it's like Mc, McCloud. It means son of somebody. Seke. Seke. Seke? Yeah, Sake. Sake? I like Sake. Sake. Sake's good stuff. Oh, <laughs> only if it's warmed up, though. No, I don't like that. Well, uh, yeah, the hot sake to me is better. The cold sake is, mm, it's got yeah. some funky taste to it. But man, his, hot sake goes down good. I know. His, I have to stay away from that stuff because I like it so much. I'll, his his and mother. And it's like pure alcohol. Yeah, right, it'll, like it'll do a number on you. Four or five shots of that and you're, <laughs> See, his mother you was to, a. Tell, have Ginger about her story about that sometimes. Sake. The, the samurai sake house in Oklahoma City. Oh, I bet Back you in that, the day. I'm texting her right now. <laughs> I bet you, I bet you that's a I bet you that's an interesting uh, something story. about a twenty first birthday perhaps there. <laughs> it's like how did I get this bottle in my butt? <laughs> the uh, his uh, Louis C K's mom was a software engineer and his dad was an econom economist economist. Yeah, thanks, Paul. Yeah, dudes, dudes, whip smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so that so I'm glad it's good. I I I, I will watch it at some yeah, point. It's funny, um, and and it's and, and the nice thing about it is it's a short show. It's uh it's a thirty minute show. So whatever twenty so twenty four minutes, you know, minutes, bam, yeah. you can nail those out. You yeah. can watch two or three of those in a row, easy. <laughs> because I def, I just went through, and I think I've talked about this before. This is one of these panic periods where I have everything in my queue is watched. I have nothing. And <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting there, and I'm like, dude, and like, again, you guys have cable, so you just turn cable on, and you're like, yeah. I'm just going to flip something around until <laughs> right, I find I'm, something. Right, yeah. I'm I don't gonna, have that option. I'm going to find a movie that I can watch for the I am, 17th time. I, I am going to, I'm going to sift through <laughs> these 2,000 channels with ESPN. Yeah. So I don't have that option yeah, of like I mean, 2,000 channels streaming at me. So if I don't, if like I am burned through all the material that is new to Hulu, Netflix, and HBO... Yeah. I'm kind of fucked. <laughs> oh, um, we, do, I don't. I can't do. remember if we talked about this. Uh, Hulu has just recently they have rebranded themselves. They're just now called Hulu Plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was well, like, the, their website Hulu used to show like tons of clips, and that's when that's what the plus is. Is the, you said clips, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Clips of clips. That's. I think that's another tube type of channel you're looking for yeah. there, Paul. It starts with a red into <laughs> the tube, or, or or 
prawn or something like that. <laughs> yeah. So I like the prawn. I just went through one of these periods where I got like a week of a. That's why I'm, I watched The Great Escape and High Noon because I'm really mm. scratching around for something to watch that's fairly. <laughs> we got our we got our uh, binge binge watch junkie withdrawal. <laughs> yeah. He's, doing, he's yeah. doing the junkie shuffle over he's, here. He's, he's, so he's scratching scabs on his two, arms. Two <laughs> things. Just sprinkle some crack on him, Johnson. Let's get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> two, two things came online this week and kind of saved my bacon. And I've talked about this series before, but I'm going to revisit it, um, is Defiance, hmm. which is on sci-fi that season two just um, came on. Um, I saw that on Netflix. Yeah. Amazon. I nearly, I nearly it's jumped Amazon. on it. It's on Amazon. Amazon oh, yeah. I, ne- I nearly jumped on that this weekend yeah. as well. So you in season one is good. It's okay. Season two, they really kind of found their stride because it's all these different alien cultures. That, and then they canceled it, right? <laughs> no, season three just started. Oh, good. So you could you could buy season three right now if you wanted to. Ooh, no, it's not, that, it's not good enough to do that. I'm not, I'm not sure if I want to talk. It's not good enough to buy. Um, so... The Defiance came on, and I burned through the entire season. I'm done. All ten episodes, I did it the last three or four days. Really, really good. Wow. So I think they upped it a little bit for season two. Season three, they're already into, which is running live on sci-fi, I think. Um, so definitely check that out. It is a, it's a mix between um, – it's got some humor to it, but it's mostly – fairly straightforward kind of sci-fi apocalyptic town all these different cultures but they do a lot what Battlestar did where they take kind of the themes of the day which was right. bringing in the religion the politics that are going on during the time and that's how you these culture clashes between all these alien races they play you know things out so if it's a Votan and a whatever character yeah. and they go through these things it's a little less I think you can think about it you watch these shows and you can think about the issues because it's not a black person versus a white person right so they put these alien things right. in there and it takes you out of the 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 issues that you're seeing in the news today but you're able to confront it on a different level because it's these two weird alien races and in your mind you're thinking well they're both their cultures are both stupid right. But how they're trying to integrate. So you believe in, wait, mul- in multiple gods, and I believe in one true god. Right. <laughs> well, we don't mind bringing you here to pick our vegetables and cut our lawns, <laughs> but we do not believe that you should have. Sand. There needs to be a pathway. Yeah, you should poop <laughs> outside. You should poop outside. Um, so they're they're dealing with a lot of like racism type issues, but it's you know they take the black and the white thing that we have here in the United States away from it, and you can really get it from a different angle um, and, and and kind of think through what the issues are that they're having. Right. So that came out. So Defiance, good show. So is it? Uh, do you feel like it's a little bit of a political commentary a little bit? For sure. I think they're putting that in there. It's timely. Yeah. It's ripped from the headlines. But it's also... There's no one gonna be like. Do they have say, a pool party and the cop just does a ninja <laughs> roll and then puts yeah. his knee in the back? Dude, I like ninja rolls. <laughs> At the sushi place, <laughs> hey, ninja rolls mm, with a little wasabi. Ninja rolls, <laughs> but uh, so the you know it it, it it demystifies it a little bit, so yeah. you can actually think about what's going on. But it's not like that's the major aim. the The major theme of it is, hey, we're, this is a sci fi show, yeah, and these alien races, and there's all this sci fi stuff going on. Is one of the and your hero is, is one of the characters, uh, uh, one of the female aliens, like her eyes are set really wide apart. Well, it's done by makeup. Oh, okay. It's there's very f- little um, s- 
special C- effects. CGI, yeah. I don't think and the, and the, the characters it's very, it's themselves. It's all themselves, it's all practical. They do a lot of makeup techniques, and they do a lot of uh, um, contact a, lens things, sort of a la Farscape. That yeah, type of yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and was, if I would if I would equate it to any one particular show, I, I would say it's a it's a pretty decent mix of Farscape. And Battlestar, but it's all set in this one town. What was the show? I think it's it was not a, a lot of money. Like Battlestar got a ton of money put on it. Um, so. What was the? What was? It was a movie first, and I think there was a TV series after it. It was an alien, aliens arriving on Earth, and then they their assimilation into our culture. Was it V? No, it wasn't V. It wasn't the bug eating V people, but it was the the remake of V was actually pretty good. Yeah, and it had, and had the, a lot of actors, and I love it. Yeah. Had the girl from uh, uh, Firefly, Firefly, the girl, the yeah. lady, the girl, the lady from um, Lost. Yeah, the blonde. It was a real no, tough. It wasn't one. V. It was um, man, it was a it was a movie from the eighties, I think. Um, seems like, and it was. I think uh, Mandy Potemkin. I mean, that, maybe that's oh, yeah, um, bringing a bell. Uh, Enemy here. mine. Uh, no. Princess Bride. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you killed my father. <laughs> Prepare to assimilate. <laughs> but I, well, you would like Defiance again. It's not like high concept. It's not. It's just a good show and has some good characters. But it takes it a while to get rolling. Season one wasn't fantastic. It was good. Season two was okay, and I'm hoping season three, which is on now, is is pretty good. It's not something I would pay for, and I'll see season three in six months when it comes on Amazon Prime. Yeah, I, and I, I like how you classify things as what you would pay for and what you can. That's good for free. Yeah, yeah, no, that's I good. yeah, you know, free uh, being the qualifying thing that you're paying for the service, and they're not trying to get an extra pound of flesh <laughs> off of you <laughs> yeah. like they did on Vikings, and it's like, man, I'm I'm. I'm at a crossroads. I know. And, <laughs> I'm at a crossroads. And, and, and that's what, like, again, like Orphan Black and, and Vikings is one. I own all of Vikings um, because I watched that first se- season. And I was like, I binge watched it, and it was like season two was available on iTunes to buy. And I was like, yeah, I'm buying it. And it's, you know, it's 20 bucks or something or $24. I think it's, for, uh, the whole season is like sixteen ninety nine or something. Yeah, like and that. if you think about that, like on iTunes, typically a, a, a blockbuster movie is $19.99 and an OK movie is $14.99. Yeah. And that's, you know, two, two and a half hours of yeah. entertainment. Versus if you buy that TV series, that's um, 10, 12 hours of entertainment for, you know, 19, 20. Four bucks, something like that. Well, that, that I, 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 I feel the my uh, my w- defenses are weakening <laughs> on buying <laughs> stuff. Is because I have to stop justifying because we was watching uh, Downton Abbey and we could have just waited. It was eight episodes for Christ's sake, and we went ahead and bought the Blu-ray. Yeah, when it came out before the season even ended on PBS, and on they Master dumped P- it all. Like it's the, yeah. I think about three episodes into the PBS version, they dumped it all on iTunes, and I just bought. It was only like nineteen, fourteen dollars. Yeah, it felt. I felt like I was, I was ripping somebody off the price that I paid. Yeah. And we we got it on Blu-ray because. Uh, we're still sort of in that in between zone, but yeah. I, I can I can tell that the transition is going to start happening because yeah. I've already committed to Orphan Black that if I ever get behind, I'm just going to catch up. Yeah, <laughs> whether whether it's the Pirate Bay or I just pay somebody for it, and I most likely will pay for it. But Vikings is like I was thinking about that when I finished up season two, and I was like, I want to keep watching, and yeah. I was like, man, I was like, 
I'm going to have to talk to Mama about maybe buying this series. And so, what? Uh, really quickly, rotating back to that. So, what I like uh, Vikings. So, there's a podcast called the the History of England that I listen to, um, which covers all that. There's oh, okay. a uh, podcast called Norman Centuries, which covers the founding of uh, where Rollo founds the Norman Empire there in northern France all the way through them conquering England and they go around and I think they ended up fighting in Constantinople, like in the 1300s or, you know, they end up, the Normans end up everywhere. Right. Cause they're really, really tough race of dudes that are willing to chop your heads off of the battle axes. <laughs> you can roll a roll to your <laughs> France, <laughs> your so, France. <laughs> and, um, oh, and then there's a, another podcast, which, um, I can't remember what it's, a, it, it's a Viking ish history. And I've listened to all those for years. So what has been so cool is to see all that stuff, come to the screen and and then be as faithful as you can because there's not a lot known about the 900s and you know leading up to that i mean they know like this kingdom existed and it was ruled by a dude but it's mostly like all the stuff about the ragnar is is the english people writing it down like this dude from is the monks ragnar uh, lothbrook wasn't invaded and did ragnar wasn't that the name of the uh in balstar galactica of the uh in the pilot of the um, uh, weapons depot that they went to to uh, to arm up the Galactica when they found the first uh, I thought Cylon that was, I thought that was Ragnarok. That's the end of in Nor- uh, Ragnarok. Ragnarok. That's the uh, the end of times. Yeah, in Nordic tradition. I think it's Ragnarok. No, well, it wasn't that. It was just hey, called uh, Ragnar. Was, I don't know. Yeah. Hey, why don't you ask Google? Yeah, you got one too, dude. Well, it's not. <laughs> I'm already. I'm in. The, I'm in the midst of a search already. Yeah, you're, you're looking. So, at, you're looking at. Docking. So watch the watch, watch defiance. So the other thing that bailed yep, me out, and defiance. now I'm like four episodes in, is uh, the brother from another planet. Is <laughs> hey, that's that's, uh, that's my bit. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Is Sorry. Uh, orange is the new black. I oh, you started the season, season three. three. I'm still in season two, so don't know spoilers. So I will tell you, season two, I had some issues with lesbos. Yeah. Lesbos. Season sex. <laughs> three, that it's been really well done. How many episodes so are you in on season like, three? Like um, halfway through episode four, I think. Yeah, yeah. We we really watched, well done. We watched the first one. This did weekend. you like it? The first season. The f- the first of season of three. three. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the episode two, three, and four are really really good. I think that I was worried that this was going to be a really bad season potentially because season two had some issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but so far, orange is new black. Season three, good good stuff. Yeah, I have more to report on it as I get down the road and finish it up but yeah how many episodes are in 12 10 11 12 10, i think they're 12 per season yeah 12 or 13 12 hours of goodness and i paid eight bucks for it yeah for netflix it's a good show yeah it's so, amazing the amount of uh quality actors or mostly mostly of course actresses that they have in that show well and that's though you know they're all like stage actresses and um you know bit actresses and stuff but when when they and, and here's what I like. Here's I was Captain thinking, Janeway. I, right. I was Red. thinking about the, this. Engage Chakotay. <laughs> you know, this is like, because these are actresses and they're good at what they do, right? They don't have to be pretty 
to be in movies. They don't have to be the the same repetitive look. Got to be real. Yeah. They got to be real. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about women of all shapes, sizes, colors, mm-hmm. ethnicities, right. creeds, and they just ages. have to be good. And that's what I felt like the acting in this season is just really, really elevated. Um, even so, you know, even Piper, the main character, I think her, she's doing a much better job yeah. this season than she did season two, which mm. season two was so-so. Well, uh, if if you want to see granny panties and uh, there's a lot of granny and, panties and uh, late fifties bras. <laughs> Check out episode one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, and it's and that and it, goes all the way through almost episode two. Well, as well. And, that, and that's that's what leads to what you was talking about is that these women they are all sizes and shapes and they are not tradition. You know, it's not traditionally these thin, pretty, cute type of women. Right. They're they're airing it out, and they can just <laughs> act their ass off. Yes, yeah. they they stay in character. I mean, it's it's really uh, and you see like it's such a. Um, the uh, they're playing stereotypes, right? For yeah. the most part, yeah. So they could play the the black girl from the hood, and you could just sort of get by on that. But they, it's their performances are so nuanced. I've really been blown away the these last three or four episodes. It just it seems like every, the entire cast has really brought it. Well, and, and lo- it's a lot of good writing. I think one thing I love about Orange is the New Black is that how they show a little bit of the backstory of each character that each female uh, character that's in prison, of how they kind of how and why they are where they are, yep. or how they got into prison, and how that and it's and it's and it kind of in a way, I mean, as much as they they kind of play sometimes some of the stereotypes and how it destroys those stereotypes in the same way of showing that they're real people caught up in real situations. Uh, that got them there. Yep. You know, and that's kind of the beauty of it, I think. Yeah, yeah. and they're doing a really good job of that, too. And, and and they're doing characters this year that are more peripheral. So yeah. it's not the main character. So now you're starting to see, it's not Red, it's not Piper. You're starting to see, like, these characters that maybe only get five, ten minutes of screen time normally. Mm-hmm. They're kind of, like, the last one, four, is Ching Chang, Ching Chang Chong is the name of the episode. Um, because <laughs> the lady that runs Paul the, bites, Paul bites its tongue. <laughs> the, the, uh, the little store that you can buy stuff at, she, her name oh, the is commis- Chong. The, the commissary. And that's how they commissary. pick on her all the time when she walks by. She, they go, ching, ching, chong. <laughs> what is this, a Chinese doorbell? What <laughs> yeah. Um, so like her, you know, and, and she has this really intricate backstory and she's in prison. She's like in her late. I think early fifties, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but she has this really interesting backstory and it very much is like, she's, she doesn't, doesn't interact with the other characters that much. And she's kind of a bitch to everybody, but now you're seeing like the whole buildup and I haven't finished that. So I don't know why initially, you know, and she eventually goes to prison. It's kind of building up to that. Yeah. But yeah, there's something to say. What, and what amazes me too is like the, the, they're focusing in season three and you'll see it later is focusing in a little bit on like how industrialized is this and do we necessarily need all these people to be in prison? Right. Right. Yeah. Um, because the vast majority of them are in there for small. Right. I, yeah. Well, the whole, the whole point, the whole series about Piper. Yeah. And she's in there for really nothing. (laughs) (laughs) But they're they're making a political point in season three. Like, is this industrialization of the prison complex thing a good thing? Well, it's the whole idea, and there's been a lot in the news about the privatization of the prison system, yeah. and it is for profit. 
Yeah. And, and you, people and are making a, a ton of money on these They lose money guys. if people get out. Yeah. There's no <laughs> yeah. reason for them to ever yeah. send someone back out into society that's functional. But there, you're starting to see a lot of, uh, uh, there's <laughs> a lot of states. is functional there. There's a, there's, yeah. a, there's a lot of states that are, there's a big pushback on, yeah, it's the, like, the worm dude, had, dude, a had a, dude had a half an ounce of weed on him. Yeah. Really? <laughs> so gonna, he goes to prison for life? Yeah. And it's <laughs> like, yeah. And you, you look at the, it's, 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 in a, the lobbying it's, groups it's, it's, it's for a fairness, those. It's a fairness factor. It's like, okay, you, you work for a Wall Street firm and y'all stole twenty billion dollars or something right. like that, and it's like we'll pay a fine. Yeah. <laughs> We'd I like to pay a one hundred million dollar fine that I could write a check for right now. I, I will settle because I need to get back to the keys. Right? I, I, I need to just remake what you, you realize. If I'm down here pay. fucking with you folks, nobody's actually running anything. Right. But uh, that, yeah, that, and just. The, the lobbying for like these stricter laws, yeah. a lot of that is groups that are sponsored by these people that build prisons. Yes, because more money. <laughs> yeah, they don't yeah. want people. They well, want more people to it, go to prison and for them to never get out. With Orange is the New Black, it makes me wonder, I wonder how much, and I'm sure there must be uh, the writers must have done some heavy research also because it was based off of one book. And it, they've greatly expanded on that. And as if you've ever well, seen, even on, in season on, three, they're only nine or six months into her sentence. Yeah, yeah. So they're greatly expanding yeah. on this on this no, no, like, on this book. Maybe one one hundredth of what's occurred actually is. I don't I haven't read the book, and I never will. But I can't imagine that that little book that I've seen no. has any of the stuff in it. No, it, it, it makes me wonder if if you've ever so brief probably. if you've if you've ever seen uh, on MSNBC uh, the uh, lockup series. Where they go, oh, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. and that is some fat, and that to me that is very much shades of orange is the new black. Is that they go behind the scenes into the uh, the uh, prison system yeah. and to various states and stuff like that. And man, you want to talk about some a slice of a slice of culture? <laughs> it's like wow. And they go in and talk to they talk to women's prisons. They go in to talk to men's prisons. They go into solitary. They go into. Um, uh, the shoe and the shoe <laughs> that's right um and gin pop and stuff like that and it's it's really fascinating the the stories of people that they get sent to prison i was recently watching one of these lockup episodes where this kid he was 18 and he was out hot dogging in a vehicle with his friends they was all drunk he took a turn that was a 90 degree turn at like 80 miles an hour and flip rolled the vehicle mm-hmm. several times killed his friends they didn't have his their seat belts on and he's 18 he was on his way to college good family and he's in he's in for like 10 years yeah and yeah. Uh, he got in there and he he made a, a a friend there that wasn't just trying to butter him up and to get sex stuff. with him and that's the thing is that they look for people and they, this guy that was in for like a short time he was he got out fairly close after this kid came in and he sort of mentored him yeah he said man you're not 18 you're 24 yeah he said and if somebody uh bows up to you hit them immediately yeah because they, they look for weakness and they, as soon as they come in it's like in uh Shawshank Redemption. Fresh fish. Mm. In. <laughs> yeah. No, so it's so I I I am glad cuz I would have like if season 3 would have been like a 
furthered a little bit of a downturn, like season two was sort of irritating at some points. Um, I think that maybe I would have watched it and been checked out for season four if they make that. Season two, uh, especially near the ending of it, it had a lot of sort of parallels for me to at moments in Shawshank. And I mm-hmm. guess that's not too odd if you think about it. But I was like, oh, I'm, this seems familiar, <laughs> you know, is that, you know, things happening and uh, things, retribution and things like yeah, that. It, yeah. it was interesting. It goes on. It's present. It's a good show. So uh, we're... By the way, the uh, the Alien to Earth show that I, or movie that I was trying to think of that was a series was called Alien Nation with James Caan and Mandy Patinkin. We are Terrence part Stamp. of an alien nation. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was 88, so it was re- close to that yeah. uh, time frame of uh, Rhythm Nation by oh, Miss Janet Jackson. And, and what you was talking about on Battlestar. Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. <laughs> Janet. Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. Uh, the uh, What you was talking about on Battlestar Galactica, the Battle of Ragnar Anchorage. Yes. And it was the... Uh, it was... Words, words, words. It was a pilot. It was a, uh, orbiting within the tenuous upper atmosphere of the gas giant, Ron Shock. I mean, Ragnar. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Anchorage uh, holds critical ordnance for Galactica. So yeah, they, re- that, they, they so fuel was, their weapons there. Yeah. yeah, he was correct. It was Ragnar. And that was where they met the first Cylon, the dude that was in that was kind of trapped in there. Oh, yeah, and he has to battle his way out with him. Yeah, it was the to- blonde-haired little short dude that was in there. Cool. So oh. we're at an hour. Okay. So we can take a break, do another session, whatever you guys want to do. I'm cool with it. Radical. What is? Okay then. <laughs> I gotta. I gotta. Do you gotta got poop again? Gotta drain I, the uh, main vein, brother. I gotta. I gotta, I gotta unleash. <laughs> I got the, you. You the got water. what I need. I gotta. You got. You got. You got what I need. What I need. <laughs> I gotta unleash the water weasel. <laughs> <laughs> the spinning water gyrocopter. <laughs> Available for 1995. You know, back I don't know in the, how I got my shirt wet. Back in the 70s, they were called water weenies. Remember those? Uh, Paul's <laughs> a water weenie. Then I'd wake up. Thanks for listening to that segment of the Binge Watch Podcast. You can find us online at www.bingewatchpodcast.com. On Twitter, at BingeWatchPC, and on YouTube and Facebook by searching for BingeWatch Podcast. They're they're doing everything possible to protect the richest people in America. Yeah, yeah. I love all the uh, the little uh, picture memes about you know showing Jesus feeding the poor and feeding them fish, and you know, and this is another. He's just giving out entitlements. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it seems like everything that they're against uh, is sort of kind of their core thing you know what i mean so they're against uh 
wealth redistribution except for if we're giving it to the people that already have it right we're against gay sex unless it's gay sex i'm having <laughs> right yeah. you know they're against yeah. everything that they're against unless it's my own quirk then you know yeah. screw y'all y'all seems to be somehow <laughs> i have i merely have a wide stance <laughs> i was not totally i just merely like an occasional <laughs> whatever. Hummer. Hummer. insert whatever your quirk is Hummer here. and I'm not no talking about the no pun intended Ron <laughs> right. oh, Hummer and I'm not talking about the vehicle <laughs> even though it does pollute the planet so I'm for it yes. oh, man when they get caught it just destroys all their well then there was y'all saw this whole kerfluffle about uh, Mark Rubio has absolutely apparently absolutely zero financial sense <laughs> he, right. he, he's like he made some like, horrible decisions yeah he's decisions. like i'm still paying off my students loans. i'm gonna buy this race boat <laughs> it's like <laughs> and he, he's like constantly and he's got this billionaire feeding him money and giving him uh paying giving him uh, cushy jobs mm-hmm. and like teaching and stuff like that and he he can't make ends meet and this is the guy that wants to be in the top spot <laughs> right yeah. he right. wants I want the guy in pole position to at least know how to balance his own fucking checkbook. I mean, come on. Well, it, that, be, it would be helpful. Yeah. What's his name? The former Speaker of the House. And now it's blown up that he paid $3.5 million to uh, to cover up the fact that he had touched kids when he was a high school basketball coach. Well, he he had tried to pay $3.5 million. He'd only successfully <laughs> withdrew in $9,990 increments. Uh, for one point seven five million, <laughs> yeah. and somebody I think it was on uh, on talk radio was saying, hey, "Well, what about the rest of the money? Is he gonna have to pay that?" And I said, "Well, that's that's I think that's blackmail. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think he's legal li- legally liable to pay the rest." Right, of right. Now there's a out. I think regulatory lesson for day. you: writing and taking the withdrawal out in nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars does not get you out of someone going, hmm. I, because especially avoiding. when you do it, especially when you do it uh, like fifty times <laughs> or something like that, so forty-seven. Times. That's called that's that's uh, so the the form that they fill out to let everybody know, like, hey, something weird is a, called a suspicious activity report. Right. If it looks like you're making your withdrawals, this is why this got brought to their attention. I'm sure in a manner to avoid. Having a, a report filled out, a report gets filled out. <laughs> right, yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. Well, mm, it, it's, this uh, looks I, a little suspicious. I just got, <laughs> I got this mental image of him standing in the bank at the desk and said, I need to withdraw $9,999. And, and, they, and, they, and, they, and they give him the money. And then she said, is that all, sir? I need to withdraw my house. <laughs> and he, he's standing there all day long, sweating bullets. <laughs> and he's like, he's just filling up a, a big old hefty sack behind him of all this cash. And sir, can I help you? I, have I some, need to withdraw. I have some debts to pay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Weren't you just here like five minutes ago? I need to withdraw well, 9000 it's, it's, it's like... When you see Fucking this, moron. like when you go to, it's like if you go to Arby's and they have you know you know one coupon per customer and you go inside, you have five coupons. You go inside, you buy it, you walk outside, then you walk back inside. And it's like I'd like to buy the curly fries, yeah. <laughs> and I get the free curly fry. It's like, sir, do you do you have a giant trash bag full of curly fries? It's like, no, yeah. no, well, I do not. I think I'm gonna have to call the FBI. <laughs> the <laughs> stupid part is, would he have just written a check for three point five million dollars? Nobody would have batted an eye. No, there's yeah. nobody going. Yeah. There's a check for three point five million dollars because yeah. you know, like Especially major financial institutions, how many, that? Yeah. how many checks that they see or wire transfers that they see in that amount, 
It's a gazillion. Yeah. Now, what they don't see is a motherfucker <laughs> withdrawing $9,999 like 87 times. Right, yeah. That guy's up to something. <laughs> yeah. and, and instead of my analogy of him flag. just standing there asking again and again, I really would like to have the mental image of him being so worked up about this and scared about it that he went in, made the withdrawal, walked out, walked back <laughs> over and over over a series of weeks, and he's like, yeah, I need to withdraw. Just go, just go into a different branch. Right. Think, not knowing that what they can see on the little screen, you just took out the same amount five minutes ago down not, the street. But you know, in my, in my mental image is that he walks back in and he just decides to go to a different teller. And yeah, the, other one, right, yeah. the other one's over there looking. <laughs> Hey, that dude was just in here. Like, hey, could you sir, tell, could stop you? taking the lollipops every time you come in. Sir, we know you're going to be back in 10 minutes. Stop sir, taking the sir, lollipops. Sir, Charlene just told me that you was over at her desk just a minute ago asking for the same amount. Can I, is this a complimentary pen? Can I get an iron? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or a toaster? Where's my free toaster? Uh, yeah, so enough of... Uh, conservative bash. Well, anti-family matters... Bashing. Hey, I think we had a quiver full of jokes about this. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. They, it's, um, just a, it's just a quick touch through the cloth. Just a few seconds. Mm, yes, exactly. So, Paul, have you watched anything else? Man, I told you I had like a cornucopia of stuff this weekend. Um, let me think. What else did I watch, man? It's, it, I've told you all before that sometimes I sit in front of Netflix and look at my full Q500 right. is like I'll spend like an hour and a half not watching anything <laughs> I, I, this weekend uh, was watch. like it was I was in Bizarro World I was like first thing that comes up fuck it I'm watching it <laughs> and well, so I got a ton of watching done yeah, so I had that same thing but then and I'm, I'm so like that panic mode where I'm, I don't have anything to watch I don't have anything to watch and then when I finally find I'll, I'll, I'll roll a dice on something I'll start watching I'm like okay this is good like it's such a stress reliever now I don't have to go through my queue and I got and there's nine episodes of this show. I got nine hours of TV watching. I don't have to stress until this is over. <laughs> and Brian spends the next 30 minutes like updating his calendar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, my dance card is semi-full. This week show is school. covered. Just like my pants. Mm-hmm. Semi-covered. <laughs> no, dude, my pants are full. Front and back. These, my colostomy bag needs emptying. <laughs> Can you change my sack? <laughs> <laughs> nope Ron I never wish to hear of your sack <laughs> that's from, from some comedian that's yeah can really... you spot me can you change my sack <laughs> can you change my sack that's <laughs> like uh, Gilfred isn't it Gilbert Gilfred or whatever Gilbert Godfrey whatever the fuck that guy's 20 years old probably more. yeah Pardon, pardon me can you change my sack can you change my sack Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's funny that he was the voice of the Ac- Aflac duck. Yeah. And then he, like in some comedy routine, he made some, uh, I think of some racist remarks or something like that. Something that was. Uh, <laughs> His stuff is comedy yeah. routines really well, he, dirty he, and he, really he, out there. He, yeah. he, he went over, made some remarks that were sort of over the line. And so Aflac no longer used him and for the voice. So what do they do in their following up commercials? The Affleck duck gets into some sort of accident where he loses his right. voice. He can't talk. Yeah, yeah and, stupid. And, and yeah. I was like, stupid but clever. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a way out of it, but still, it's dumb. I was like, man, they're about a billion 
uh, voice and, voiceover mm, people that could do that. Yeah, same could voice. could imitate Gilbert Godfrey doing the Affleck. Well, doc. though, <laughs> they'd still have to pay him though if they did that. You no, know, would they? Yeah, I mean, oh. if the public can't tell it's not him, you got to pay. Yeah, it's probably true. Especially if he was originally doing it. Well, the uh, the guy that was doing the, did the voice of several characters on The Simpsons recently. They offered him a fourteen million dollar contract. I believe the voices he did was Mr. Burns, Ned Flanders. Uh, several of the voices. Yeah, it's what's his they, name. Uh, they uh, they offered him fourteen million dollars to re up yeah, his contract. He said he wanted to like do something else. Well, he because was. he does. What the fuck is he doing? Well, <laughs> yeah. well, he does he does a lot of other stuff on the side, and they wanted him exclusive, mm. an exclusive contract. And he said, "That's nah. so weird because voice stuff could be done at any time." I was like, "Well, well shit from home, you know." Well, yeah, yeah the, the, and see, and that's the that's the weird thing is I can't imagine. That how popular and how much money you have that you're like fourteen million? Nah, not gonna do it. It was uh, Harry Shearer. Yeah, hmm. Harry Butts. Maybe he's already got fifty million in the bank. Oh, I'm like, sure he it. does. They because they all the Simpsons voice actors they had banded together years ago and right and put the sticks to them and they paid them. They <laughs> yeah. paid them. Well, yeah, lot. they got no show without them. So. Yeah, and you think like if if they offered him fourteen million. And they said wanted exclusivity, and he said no. Then it's just easier to say, okay, we'll do whatever you want. There's and what does it matter? Yeah, I mean, who he, fucking cares? It's not yeah. like he's doing uh, Mr. Burns on somebody else's show. I right. mean, just let the dude do what he wants to do. And yeah. he's been doing it for so long. Who gives a crap? I yeah. mean, uh, the uh, I was reading on one of the animation websites, um, CartoonBrew.com about that they're rebooting the Powerpuff Girls uh, animated series. They did the three voice actresses that originally did the voices. Yeah. They did not even ask them. Yeah. And oh, really? The, the, uh, uh, Craig McCracken, the guy who created the series. Craig Butt McCracken? <laughs> Nugs McCracken. Uh, he, uh, he came out on Twitter and Twitter and said, Man, that was wrong. Yeah. Because typically the way it goes in voiceover work is that if you do a character, unless you're either dead, you refuse. <laughs> You've or had a stroke. You, yeah. <laughs> you can't talk. Yeah. You do that voice for life. Yeah. And yeah. they did not. They picked some tween, fresh young faced girls to do the voices. You know what that was about? It was just money. It was they didn't want to pay them. Probably. That's yeah. what my first thought was like. Yeah. Yeah, the tweens—they're paying them nothing, probably. Oh yeah, and it, and but they didn't even ask them. They didn't. The, they they didn't, didn't even check to see what the number would cost and what, yeah. what the amount would be. Yeah. And the, the actresses were very rightly were pretty offended. And that's yeah. you know because that's the thing with voice actors is like you just uh, stuff like that doesn't happen very often. And Nickelodeon's like, hmm. yeah, fuck yeah. Fuck you. Yeah, but it, it's, I'm sure I'm sure you. you're right. I'm sure you're Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you're right. I'm sure it just boiled down to they didn't want to pay. Yeah. Yeah. It was all about money. Yeah. Otherwise, it'd have gone to him. If, it, if it, it's not about money, then why not hire them? Yeah. They're the originals. That's a direct tie-in. People would recognize, you know, long-term could, fans would recognize I that. Could, I, and I could see if it was one of the voice actresses, if there was a like a personality issue or something like that or... She you know she crapped in somebody some executive pool or something. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, and they they not yeah. ask one of them, but just to not even tell 
the way they find out is like it's like getting like nah we're not getting married through a text <laughs> yeah it's like or hearing from the news FYI, oh, the new uh, the car- voice actors for the new uh, Powerpuff Girls will be what <laughs> and it's like you hear about the it through, through Twitter it's like 140 very cold <laughs> letters very cold mean characters uh-huh. <laughs> it's like roses are red violets are blue Fuck you and fuck you too. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that was. I thought that. I thought that was uh, sort of interesting. Yeah, I don't know what the Harry Shearer deal was the Simpsons, but I read that and I was like, really? That's not a not a smart move. Maybe there. they're trying yeah. to slowly pare them down one by one. It's like, man, these guys are into us for about a cool half half a billion dollars. <laughs> How can we get stop taking our money? <laughs> and the Simpsons have been on over like. It's like 25 years. Yeah, it's, some, it's, it's some stupid thing. 1989 was when it debuted. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and I haven't seen one. I catch them. I bet it's been close to 20 years. I I th- I'll catch them once in a while. And they're still just, they're still good as ever. You know? Yeah. Well, the I think the ones that I most typically will catch are like the Halloween episodes. Oh, sure. Yeah, those are cool. Treehouse of Horror. Yeah, those, those, those are, are awesome. Those are always awesome. <laughs> but like the regular, you know, I don't. I don't know why I don't because I I like them. I like them too. I don't watch them a lot of times just because you know it, it's more of adult humor and you know don't want Scarlet. You know, it's like Ginger has has uh, forbidden Scarlet from watching SpongeBob because she thinks it's too. I didn't let the kids watch it either. Like, <laughs> it's too. Nikki did the ruined, same. Like it's for me. That's that is that stuff is for like. The eighteen-year-old kid that is stoned to the bone to watch. <laughs> Fine, you've, you're you're of age, but I I, I did not let the kids watch any of that stuff. Yeah. Who takes LSD on the bottom of the sea? <laughs> SpongeBob SquarePants. But the, the SpongeBob and all those like Squidward. cartoons, like just yelling, yelling at each other the whole time. I'm like, I'm out. I've never let the kid and the, the, they don't. <laughs> It's like, come on, SpongeBob! Jeez. Yeah, I don't. They've they don't know what they've missed. Paul, have you ever watched that? Never... Uncle Grandpa, you ever watched any of those? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's more adult. Obviously. Uncle Grandpa sounds bad. Well, there right there was there. a there, there was a new <laughs> it's, short. It's insane. There's yeah. a there's. A, I'll send you the link later. There's a new short. Uh, one of the guys on the uh, writers or creators on that show did a short based off the Uncle Grandpa. <laughs> and man, you want to talk? You want to talk about getting the blotter acid out? <laughs> That is a true. You'll when you see it, you'll understand. You'll like. Okay, yeah, I know what Paul's it's it's about. insanity. Yeah, <laughs> it was the Thanks. short. I it was like a seven minute short, and by the end of it, I was like, some "What did the, I? What did I just watch?" <laughs> some of those cartoons. I mean, I mean, they're they're obviously geared more toward you know their older kids, it's like but, adults. Well, it's adults, but but yeah, but it's more adults. But I mean, they still they show I think, them. I think a, Brian said it's stoners. Yeah, those well, those card those are not out put out for. But kids. they air them during like you know we're talking like late afternoons, early evenings, you know, and it's like well that's, Phineas and that's, Ferb, just all that yeah, stuff. Like yeah. literally, the the people the characters are just shouting at each other the whole time, and there's <laughs> stupid shit. Like yeah, and I and I watch like five minutes of it. I'm like, man, if I was high as a fucking kite, this stuff would be funny. But yeah, yeah, I, right or wrong, I've never let the girls watch so any of that stuff. Why do all these shows seem to start around four <laughs> twenty? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Four twenty on. It's they, that why they run it at that time of day because those motherfuckers are getting out of college. At, they're right. done with classes like at one, and they're coming home Piping and up. you know doing their their get baked and watch TV thing and all <laughs> and, that stuff. And then you on, go into right? Adult Swim in early morning hours. It's like 3 a.m. Wake and bake. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, Adult Swim. What does that start like? Like ten or eleven p.m. Yeah. at night. Yeah. And that's that's man. They have got. That's when you start to see all the jack and those weird Jack in the Box commercials that I love. <laughs> yeah, and they're literally saying, "Hey, we know you're high. Come buy our food." Right. Exactly. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah I can't fly. Not with that attitude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah, that I love good. those commercials. And, and you watch them, and you're like. I see what you did there. Yeah, I see what you did there. It, That's what the one that has like the mini jack, the little the little jack. And, the, and there's yeah. no reason nobody's going to jack in the box at fucking one in the morning that isn't thrown off. You're either dude. drunk or yeah. you're stoned. It's, it's like, <laughs> wait a second. Are you telling me I can get a $5 box of a burger, a couple of tacos, uh, yeah. a yeah. bong pie? <laughs> yeah. How much and for five words of French fries? And for an extra dollar fifty, it comes with a complimentary machete. <laughs> they, I mean, they know that those people are so fucked up, and, and I, they should be totally transparent. Hey, you're high. Come eat. Like that would be would be the best one yeah. to be like a Taco Bell commercial. Hey, you're high. You're probably gonna want to come down and get a taco or two. Well, they air those in Colorado. And we Washington got some State. specials. They air those everywhere. But, <laughs> and I'm telling you that that one with the little mini jack and that dude that stoners. And you know what they're talking about? Oh, it's sure, like, yeah. That, it's it's totally, like, that totally dude is it. weaseling out. Oh, he's in full couch. <laughs> Not with that attitude. <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite commercials. Love yeah. that. But it is, yeah, stop hiding behind all the hypocrisy. You're, it's I, nothing but stoners. Just, I think they're just being I'm, subtle. They're I'm, not doing anything. I don't think hiding. there's any... There's no hiding. I don't think there's any subtlety. I don't think there's any... I think they're fully up front. It, no. It's but that every years, now and then you can see that little mini jack going... Yeah. <laughs> but for years... Now, why do you think Taco Bell... Wendy's, all these places started staying open till three, four in the morning. Oh, yeah, Not because they're like, man, you know, shift workers, when <laughs> they get off, they really need some fast food. Yeah. Okay. They're like, no, we're super busy right up with. And when the bars close and the, the stoners are, <laughs> yeah. are full on, we need to be open. <laughs> That's right. I, I, those places, I bet they kill it at night. There's oh, no yeah. way that they'd stay Say, open. Dude, you ever all been right. to like a Denny's or. Uh, yeah, well, that's generally know, drunk. Yeah. The, the, the ones that are near bars, holy crap, they're yeah. super busy at 2 a.m. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, man, I need something to tamp my stomach down. I know. I'll, I'll eat a $5 box from Jack. And yeah, I'll, Jack I'll, give and me a big old order of biscuits and gravy. Yeah, like, stop in at uh, Denny's and get a Moons over Miami. My, my, my hammy. hammy. My it's, it's uh, what we used to call in the day, Jack in the Crack. Jack yeah. in the Crack. Yeah. It's, but it, it's, um, they, they tell their, like, they, get, they set up their shift work and stuff like that, and they're, it's like, okay, about one thirty, we're going to have a whole fleet of vehicles rolling through about 15 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they're going to be like, so the, the the window people have to wear like those SARS masks so they don't get contact eyes <laughs> when everybody yeah. is like rolling yeah. their window down. And no matter what these guys order, just give them the same thing five dollar box they're not gonna know they're not gonna know any different they're just not gonna remember the next go day they're just gonna roll off at like three miles an hour eating and, and laughing and it'll like, be the best food they've dude, ever eaten i got a burger and a taco you know what if, it was if, awesome if i had the money to buy a couple of jack jack in the box franchises i would at like one o'clock in the morning i would have the guy at the at the at the drive through window be that little mini jack oh, yeah. and you know what I would freak some shit out I'd freak some shit out and I'd just, be, I bet you I'd make a million they rolled up and everybody's got those big jack heads on the, the whole thing <laughs> dude look look at the window <laughs> <laughs> 
Then I everybody, think, I think we're on to something. Yeah, I think, we, I think we need to pull our money and get this done. They, go, they come around and order again <laughs> for that. It's, it's, they're like the Dennis Hastert. <laughs> Dude, we got to go back and get some more food. I'd, I'd like to make another withdrawal of a $5 box, please. <laughs> exactly. I'm going, I'm going Sir, broke $5 I need nine, at a time. I need 9999 tacos. <laughs> Sir, you've been here about 15 times. I'm going to have to notify the feds. <laughs> yeah, nobody can eat these many tacos. They, they just tri- they triggered a five dollar box alert. Or at the fence. <laughs> it's like we, we, we need know to get down if they if they buy more than three five dollar boxes in a week, we can raid their apartment and get all their right. weed. Yeah, they're not just a user; they're a distributor. It's like, Man, you are high as a Georgia pine, my friend. <laughs> I think we need to get you out of here. Yeah. So, Ron, what movies have you been watching rather than? Series uh, Edge of Tomorrow for the seventeenth time. Been <laughs> yeah, I've seen uh, last night. I had to rewatch again for I don't know third, fourth, fifth, twentieth time. Uh, Oblivion? The, uh, no, 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 not Oblivion. If it had been on, it would have been watched, <laughs> guaranteed. Meemaw's out of town. Oblivion. <laughs> yeah, uh, she's sleeping in the bed next to me, and I'm watching Oblivion. You know, it's and uh, what's her name? Uh, Alice. Uh, Alyssa Milano? Karishko, Karishnikov? Yeah, the one on Oblivion? Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember her name. Oh, but K- yeah. Kalishnikov? The yeah. AK-47? Olsa Kirkakov? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, Olsa. She's been, she was in uh, one of the James Bond flicks. Yes. And mm-hmm. then she was in that uh, Hitman with a uh, guy from Justified. Yeah, oh, she's, yeah. She's quite attractive. Oh, what is that? Is it the James Bond flick that she wears that dress that goes all her entire back is exposed all the way down to her? But yeah, she's pretty cute. Yeah, she's okay. It's like I can see she's easy on the eyes. It's like anytime somebody has a dress on where you can see the dimples over the top of their butt, <laughs> pure magic. Yes, they call it movie awesome. magic. But uh, no, I watched. Oh, it was a House of a Thousand Corpses that I've seen again. Oh, that's uh, no. that's Rob Zombie, right? Yes, that's Rob Zombie's movie. And Brian, have you, have you seen this movie? Per- no, yourself? I haven't. But that's not my area. Is, is that not your wheelhouse? Yeah, yeah. Some is that, is that, that, that is not my bailiwick. Is, is, is that a BBC American? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's not. <laughs> No. It's what it's. I don't know. It's gotten generally bad reviews. Of you know, it's been out for I don't know whatever ten twenty years. But uh, it was Rob Zombie's first. Was it his first directorial debut? First film, and it had like it was in production forever. Yeah, and had trouble yeah. getting he's it. Got, it's, he's per- got. He's He just finished up his third. Yeah, he's, released it. Like he's it. done the, a couple of Halloween movies, the Halloween remake. Which you know, okay, I'm a Rob Zombie Olga fan. Curlyinko. Curlyinko. Yeah, there you go. What. Uh, from Oblivion. Oh, okay. Oh, I was okay. like, I'm like, what are we talking about? Yeah, not not House of a Thousand Corpses. It's like, is that Louis C.K.'s real name? <laughs> yeah. But you know, that's one of those movies that I, I can't keep my I can't make up my mind on is is it is it just a horrible you know attempt at remaking Texas Chainsaw Massacre type of seventies Schlitzky you know Schlotsky kind of movies, or is it something that I mean. You know, like a lot of reviewers said, oh, this is horrible, but it's one of those movies that's going to be a cult classic at some point because people will just think that it is. Oh, you just, I'm glad you said cult classic because I have got a movie for yeah. you guys to fucking watch. Okay. But, uh, so it's, it's in a way, in some parts, it's like, you know, okay, is this genius, you know, or is this, you know, kind of cool storytelling or is it, you know, just, you know, a bad, a t- failed attempt, you know, it's, it, 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 it. 
But uh, I don't know. I can't. I can't get really back in my mind. Like I was thinking about that last night. I was watching it. I was rewatching it again, and thinking, you know, what is this? Is this is this bad? Really horrible? Or is it? I would say well, it's really horrible. Got, it's got uh, IMDb rating six of ten. Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes nineteen percent and thirty one percent Metacritic. So we're going to say fifty percent. Yeah. So yeah. Average it out. I mean, I think it's one of those things that I think critics. Might rip it, yeah. But critics, people, critics ripped it people, royally. But people, and, people that are into that genre, they're all right with it. Yeah, but it, they, they're so. It, that, I get it. That's a genre that when people let that's their genre, they're willing to accept some really bad movies. That's true. Well, one review because it, they just don't have a lot of stuff that comes out that's their thing. Sure. You know? Well, here it gives you an indication of what, it, uh, of the, the caliber or, just or lost what it is. in all these Olga picks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, one reviewer said it's the best Ed Wood movie that Ed Wood never, never made. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's kind of along those lines. Well, you, know you know what? It's sift through the layers of that compliment. <laughs> <laughs> right. is, that, is that a backhanded yeah. compliment? Well, keep is that, a... wait, because I'm going to talk about a movie here in a second. Yeah. And then we'll watch clips like after we shut the audio down. Okay. And then uh, keep that comment you just made in mind when you when I pull this movie okay, up awesome. for you guys to watch. We must be talking Danger Five this year. <laughs> it is a serious movie. That's all oh, I'm going to say. Okay. But you know, it, and then of course there was a follow up movie that he made, The Devil's Rejects, um, that was kind of uh, con- almost kind of a little bit of a continuation of that story, basically a continuation of that story. And both movies are really, you know, they're dark and they're totally unnecessarily violent and and gory. And I think, that, of course, that's what his thing is. You know, that's what he's wanting. Yeah, and there's Olga. Oh, oh can, yeah. I, can, yeah. can I get a Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, that was from her younger modeling. So just try young, to concentrate younger, while you watch this. <laughs> yeah, younger modeling days. Yeah, she's she's all right. Can you set a mirror up she's on the wall so I can see it? She's an attractive That's why when, when we officially move to a big studio, uh, that's why I'll have Yeah, we want, we want big 80-inch monitors up on the wall. So. Well, it won't be that big. <laughs> uh, sort of touching on what you were talking about, it was originally filmed, uh, House of a Thousand Corpus, Corpses was uh, filmed in 2000. It was purchased 15 years ago, yeah. by Universal Pictures, and a large portion of it was filmed on the Universal Studios back lot but it was ultimately shelved in fear mm-hmm. that it would get an nc-17 rating uh the rights of the film were eventually repurchased by zombie who then sold the film to Lionsgate Lionsgate entertainment which seems like a weird considering what they usually <laughs> that seems like a weird buy for them uh and then it was released on uh in 2003 yeah, it's been a couple of years in limbo. Lionsgate does that. some and, horror films. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. so I don't know that that's too far away from their stuff. Just for me, like for to, for me to stop down and watch a movie in that genre, it has to be like a genre defining movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or to be entertaining. Oh yeah. And it's like I feel like I have a couple of friends that are really into horror flicks and the shit that they watch. I'm just like, <laughs> well, some of it is just horrible, horrible, horrible movie making. You know. And I, I don't. And the thing is, I'm not willing to say or willing to dismiss that this could be one of the examples of horrible filmmaking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, as much but as I watched a, it, as much as I'm a you know, I like Rob, and I I like I like his some of his music, and 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 I think you know, okay, he's a horror horror dude. He like you know, and he's kind of paying homage. So to, I've been I'm on my new Pandora channel <clears throat> that I'm listening to the mo- the most in the car is Nine Inch Nails. 
yeah. and it'll play the the zombie stuff from back in the day. And I've got to yeah. dig out. I've got eight boxes of shit in there. I got to dig out. But it's been I now it's been so long since I listened to his first probably three albums that I really really am digging listening yeah. to it. Like well, I'm over listening to that it. first album of his for solo Hellbilly Deluxe is a, is a really cool album. Yeah, but I over listened to that. Yeah, and that's. Uh, What's what's the his second album called? Oh dang, I'm drawing a blank now. Uh, when was uh, Pretty Hate Machine? No, Pretty we're talking oh, Zombie, but yeah. oh, Pretty zombie. Hate Machine okay. is yeah. like eighty seven, eighty nine, eighty nine. Oh, you're talking eighty nine? Yeah, Ginger and I were. Working I thought he was it. talking uh, Resner still. Yeah, because no. we played that freaking album over and over and over in the Hastings ninety five thirteen Oklahoma City store that you could not believe it was. It was Pretty Hate Machine, like. Three or four or five five times a day in the store. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It was on heavy, heavy rotation. It's like, it's like, man, the royalties that came out. We sold a lot of Trent Reznor stuff, you know, by playing it that many times. Oh, yeah. No, that, I'm sorry, sir. Awesome. I, I cannot allow you to check out without buying this album. <laughs> right. You need a pretty hate machine to go with your purchase here. And of, a, uh, and a Garth death Brooks, of, Garth Brooks. And, <laughs> and a de- uh, Death of Superman comic. <laughs> well, it barely oh, made from it From the out future. Into, <laughs> it barely made it. It was in October of 89. It's yep. bar- it barely qualifies as an 80s deal. Mm-hmm. Almost made it into the despicable 90s. Yeah, the start of the 90s. Yeah. yeah. Rolling into that. But, uh, but anyway, that Pandora channel that's based on Nine Inch Nails will play zombie. Yeah. Like every... 20 songs it'll play a, zom- a Rob Zombie song so it's been kind of nice to listen to that after not listening to it for so long yeah of course he is you know so any other movies other than um oh yes one I did watch that you recommended highly that uh, finally got around to watching was the uh, gosh I hope they liked it <laughs> if I highly recommended it uh, the uh, X-Men Days of Future Past did you like it it's awesome it's good it's right? really really good and I almost did I bought that one night because I was bored and I was like fuck there's nothing it was the only thing that was new and recent in sci-fi so I bought it thinking you know it's just going to be a, the other x-men movies for me i'll yeah. watch them because it's kind of cool to see those characters in action that, did you see the the wolverine the wolverine with him yeah, in japan yeah and yeah. i thought that was okay it was but okay, just yeah. too long yeah it's like three and a half hours long that fucking movie or something yeah. something but days of future past i was just like i had fair i didn't know anything about it and yeah. fairly low expectations and at the end of it i was like that's a good fucking movie <laughs> yeah, man it is, yeah that scene with Quicksilver in the cafeteria, I have literally watched it, rewound it, watched it again, rewound it, because it, this effects in that scene, and it's like a two-minute scene. So cool. Yeah. And I, they, that they're was, filming... That was, that, was, that was really well done. They're filming the, the next one right now. And there's going to be... A, there's another is, scene yeah, like is, that, but did yeah. you see the pictures that they released? he released on Instagram this yeah. week? And is you Singer think like, doing this one too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he's dude. He's done them all. Like yeah. that's his shit. He, he would probably fucking freak out if they said, <laughs> "Hey, we're going to release a new X Men movie, and you're not going to be part of it." Yeah. He'd be like, "Well, I've done all thirty of them. Yeah. I, know, I know how the voices of the Powerpuff Girls feel." Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so the they they were showing, and it's just like they have these people. They're not. They're suspended on strings during these things so they won't move yeah and then it's green screen all around it would i want to see a making of that i don't 
I think on the iTunes extra thing, there's a making of it, but I, it didn't go into the the cool like early beginning details like those Instagram pictures because yeah. it's just a couple of people there hanging by strings, a green screen, and it's just you know one picture. But it's like wow, that's gonna. Look, I hope it's cool. If it's as cool as that one scene, I'm in moving the bullets over the trajectory. Well, you know when the time in the bottle, <laughs> the song, the pacing of the song, yeah. just how when he moves, hit his you know he's. In that super fast thing, so the shock wave that follows around him, and um, like he'll slow down sort of and like mess with stuff, and then when he moves again, yeah. the whole everything around him that's floating experiences that shock wave, and it's just the I've literally tried to pick apart like something that they fucked up, and I can't find anything. Yeah. It's a super cool scene. Yeah, the uh, the thing that stood out about that scene for me was how well it was done, and it almost felt like like you were saying with the music, it felt like a like almost like a little short film inside of a film. It was so, it's sort of, it, it struck me how, how different it felt when it was going. I was like, right. this is really, I, I got really sucked into that. And then I was like, oh, it's done. <laughs> I know. And it's funny. Wolverine like looks at his character and Quicksilver just goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The just man, a real subtle sh- one shoulder right, yeah. solo. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. I, do, I, I do what I do. <laughs> yeah. And I think it was genius. Of It was almost like, um, you know, the, the, uh, the Star Trek reboot, you know, of a different timeline. It's genius for how they kind of incorporated that in as far as how going back in, you know, as far as whatever sitting Wolverine's conscious or whatever back in time. Of how it changed the future, and now, like you know, the end of it, you know, there's. I know, you know it is the most complex because that's his, Singer's thing. Is he? It's a reboot. It's yeah. but yeah. it is the most complicated st- story structure to get to where they can start anew. Yeah. You know, I was like, yeah. at the end of that movie, I was like thinking mm-hmm. back, like, oh, Lord, that's a mental gymnastics, <laughs> right? But to. it's it's fucking yeah. genius too. So now they can go. It's a new timeline. They can yeah. go do whatever they want. Right. Yeah. Jean Jean Grey's back and mm-hmm. you know, Presser X and all that. Oh, I don't know what the actress is that plays Jean Grey. Yeah, she's she's an attractive she's, lady she's yummy. in herself. <laughs> 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 she was on what was what show was she on? Um, what was the uh, plastic surgery show? Uh, oh, uh, Nip and Tuck. Yes, yeah, yeah. She was on Nip and Tuck. Yeah. Nip and Tuck. Yeah, it's like, um, wait a second, how many plastic surgery shows are there? <laughs> yeah. I got, I got, not, not and you know that I have many. never seen an episode of that. No, yeah, I haven't really. I, haven't, I, watched, I watched like I the first was, season of good, that. But, yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah. I think it gets a little for, formulaic. You know, once as, they brought the Kardashians on, I just yeah, exactly. fell fell apart for me. <laughs> yeah. Her, and the, the dude, Kim's ass broke the internet. There were basically a story of two <laughs> uh, two plastic surgeons. And their lives together. Part, I think they were partners in a, in a plastic surgery practice. No, uh, I know. Yeah, no, no. One no, of the thing. dudes was the dude that would play Doctor Doom in the Fantastic yeah, Four yeah. movies. You know. And it's fairly risque, right? Well, yeah, 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 yeah. It was on. I don't know FX or whatever. Whatever Something channel like that. it was on. We we were talking about. I don't know mental gymnastics of Jean Grey. Yeah. And it just dawned on me, and I forgot to talk about this during Orange is the New Black. And I talked about when I went on ad nauseum about Justified and how, uh, uh, what's her name? Is it Mary or Marianne? So Mary Steenburgen was in Justified. Great role. Yeah. Um, and she's in this season of Orange is the New Black. 
Oh, okay. so she's all over the place, dude. Oh, and she's like yeah. in her late fifties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love her. And she's, she's awesome. great. And that's why it's, just, it's such bullshit she's, to me that there's no, no. If you can bring it to every role that you do, there's a what uh, the red on um, on orange is new. orange is new black. Yeah. She's killing it, and she's yeah. a classically trained Shakespearean arc, yeah, actor who's had awesome. her own TV series. But this, again, it's. Nobody's going to pay to see you play the role that you played in your mid twenties to late twenties when you're forty. It's you have to evolve, man. And Steenburgen, I think she's just in. She's in one, two, three, four, five episodes of this um, season, and yeah. she's killing the scenes that she's in. That's awesome. Um, and she's she's in three. She's got three other things in production. I right love now. I love to see the elderly succeed. Yeah, and she's old. Fam, she's, fam, she's born in 1953. She's older than Ron. Oh, way older than yeah. me. Yeah. Wait a second. She's like decade. two older as Ron. It's like a decade older than me and a decade plus. Yeah. She could be my older sister. <laughs> uh, speaking of older, Famke Jansen, who is the one who played, plays Jean Grey in the X-Men movies and was in Nip Tuck. Oh, Fap, Fapka Jansen? Fam, Famke. <laughs> she likes to fap. Famke Jansen. Jan that sounds uh, that sounds that sounds Swedish. Um, Netherlands. Netherlands, yes, Amsterdam. Born in born in the Amst- I, I, I not Amsterdam. Amsterdam. I, I made I made some calculated assumptions there. Yeah, she is fifty. Going to be turning fifty one this year. Who? Uh, one plays Jean Grey. Oh yeah, yeah. No, and that's what. Even in Days of Future Past, when they show her, she looks like she's mid thirties. Oh yeah. She's beautiful. 30, 32. Yeah, she's gorgeous. Yeah. And like, I don't know, man. I'm having I'm having a harder and harder time. If you're a skilled actress, I know. And she's very Nordic looking, you, those high uh, cheekbones. Yeah. She, yes. And you said she's 51? She's 50, going to be 51 this year, yeah. Yeah, no. She's smoking, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if, you were, if you're good at wow. what you do, that's like... And, and maybe you could say that I say Mary wow. Steenburgen is the one that you know, I proves say, the rule. I say wow in a respectful, wow. conservative, conservative Christian way. <laughs> um, there went our conservative Christian audience. Oh, I think we lost some of why he's back. <laughs> Uh, I have a wide stance. a lot of stuff here lately. But I have I found myself watching because I was in this little bit of a dry spell in terms of TV shows coming out that I hadn't seen. I found myself watching some movies the last couple weeks too. <laughs> I, I've been watching yeah. movies, and um, you know I don't really get on not anymore. I used to. I would just binge movie after movie after movie. You know, watch a couple of movies in a row. Yeah, um, I find I need to like cleanse the palate between movies sometimes yeah I, now nowadays oh, yeah. for sure i do yeah. i need to unless it's oblivion or <laughs> yeah. yeah i can go to oblivion right into edge of tomorrow it's no problem <laughs> i can get my tom cruise uh, binge on right on we're sitting here talking and suddenly we realize ron is not talking and he's mentally replaying it in his head <laughs> and then he said this and then morgan freeman Dude, i watched this. edge of tomorrow last night <laughs> How many times? How many? How many times have you watched that? <laughs> At least probably six or seven. And what's weird for me is I've never I've watched a couple of movies with her in it. I've never thought, oh, she's pretty or been attracted yeah. to her. But there's something about the way she's buff and in shape, yeah. and she's like take charge in that movie. I'm like, man, she's hot. <laughs> you like a take charge gal? Yeah. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> 
You don't want to know. <laughs> um, Famka, she played Xenia on a top, <laughs> of course, in GoldenEye, nineteen ninety five. Oh, that's right, yeah. And I forgot what's her name is in all the uh, uh, Taken movies. Yeah, Le- uh, Leonore Mills in Taken, Taken Two, uh, Electric Boogaloo, and Taken Three. <laughs> In 2008. Did she play the mom in that? Oh, she was appointed a a goodwill ambassador uh, for integrity by the United Nations. And she she was a director of a movie called Bringing Up Bobby in 2011. Oh, she was in Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters as well. Of course. She's about (laughs) as hot as you can get for a 51-year-old. She's smoking. Jansen appeared mm, with her dog, dog, Licorice, a brindle Boston Terrier, in a 2007 PETA camp. Okay, I'm off her. PETA, I'm off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, you done lost Paul now. Are you mad because they left the Paul, R off? Paul doesn't care. <laughs> Paul, doesn't, like, Paul doesn't care about the animals. I think there was a website that showed her doing a helicopter here. Hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> Hel- I'm sure there is. Helicopter. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> She, she, she turned herself into a drone and landed on the White House lawn. <laughs> like, Did you see the picture? Obama. <laughs> Did you see the picture that they put out this week, or maybe it was last week, of the guy that jumped the fence at the White House? Like all the armament he had on him, like two thousand pounds of ammo and guns and shit. Oh, where's that fucking picture at? I don't know. I'll, I'll Google it while we talk. But it was you, like a whole table full of weaponry. And she did, uh, Famke has done, she's done a ton of TV stuff. She was on mm-hmm. Star Trek The Next Generation on Which, an episode. Who is she? Oh. Famke. Jean Grey. Jean Grey. Oh, Famke. Is that yeah. how you pronounce Fam- that? Famke. Uh, uh, she was on Melrose Place. She was on The Untouchables. She was on Allie McBeal. She's, of course, Nip, Nip and Tuck, like we talked about. Um, how many episodes? Uh, Hemlock Grove. Uh, uh, to present, she, that's what she's currently on. And I've I've tried to watch that a little bit, but it seems like it's a, that weird David Lynch genre that I have a difficult time getting into. Yeah, there are some incredibly beautiful photos of her on the internet. By the way, she is five foot eleven and a half inches tall. Oh yeah, she but is freaking half inch from being six foot tall. That's right, and that is she could she could uh, carry uh, Ginger around like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's she funny. is. That's that's, that's the, that Nordic, uh, that Nordic 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 strong woman yeah, there. She was a shield maiden in her former life. Right. Mm-hmm. She darn damn well could be. Yeah. <laughs> Tall, high cheekbones, thin. Yeah, yeah. God, she is aging well. <laughs> yeah. Holy cow! All it's all in the genes, all in the genetics. All right. What do you, you got? Any other thing you've been watching? Oh, hold on a second. I was tearing labels off my. Stomach. I know you were getting your fuck <laughs> ticket. No, you remember? Not, I don't even know. What, is Stella or, or this is, bottle? Because this this is the fuck ticket. Yeah, the thing around the top is, is that, your BJ ticket. I, I think that's just like a handy out back or something. Yeah. <laughs> this is a garage, <laughs> like a garage automotive hand job it's from like, a dude named Merle. It's like it's like that's what you Merle. You, it's like you give it to somebody and say. Just a little. Yeah, so I thought that's what I looked over. I thought you were trying to peel the fuck ticket off. Well, no, it's whatever is around the neck. I guess that's the. Uh, I was trying to pick the foreskin off of the bottle. Ooh. Ooh. Um, hold on a second. Uh, keep. That's a cigar wrapper. That's what she said. Um, there. Oh, I did that's see a uh, wrapper. We talked about earlier about uh, uh, the Punisher, uh, the actor. 
Uh, his name is John Blumenthal. Yeah, Shane. He, he was good. Barenthal. And he really like. I thought he was kind of a bit, maybe a, a bit not a lot of range, but I really liked him in Fury, even though I despised his character. But I thought he showed some depth. What is he? And he in? was on. He was. He was on the. Pacific. Was he in the Pacific? He was on the Pacific yeah, yeah, for a yeah, couple yeah, of yeah, yeah. And yeah. then he died grotesquely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As most, he was of one of the early. Uh, did he killed on? Uh, it's like Okinawa. A, it was uh, like episode three, and it yeah, was like, yeah, killed. I was, early I was like, uh-huh. I thought I liked. What were uh, the sergeant won the Medal of Valor, or whatever that he got killed in that battle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I did see another bit on. Um, uh, Brad Pitt is uh, doing uh, combining with Netflix. Netflix is all over the place. No, no kidding. It's going to be. Uh, it's called War Machine. It's a satirical film um, starring Brad Pitt. is based off of um, loosely based off of U.S. General Stanley McChrystal, um, and it is. It will release the film streaming in more than fifty countries. And in select cinemas because uh, they want to make sure that it might uh, be available for an Oscar nod. So they'll do. They'll, it has do, to go to the cinema. Yeah, they'll do a, a limited like five theaters or Art whatever. House. Well, Art and House it's films. going to be Netflix's biggest movie project. Yes. Um, <laughs> you're signing on Brad Pitt. You're probably spending some bucks. So. Yeah. Well, I know. I don't mean uh, just the dollar amount, though. Yeah. Like I think it's their foray. It's their like, mm. hey, we're gonna. Yeah. Not only we were doing this TV thing, we're motherfucker. Here come our movies too. Right. I think well, it's their. And that and they talked about that. That they said uh, the chief content creator for Netflix, uh, Ted uh, Sarandos, Ted said, oh, I thought that too. <laughs> he said, "You're a bomber." He said, "He said uh, I will have put something in the mailbox. I want you to check it later <laughs> yeah. and, and open it." He said, quickly. "He said it, he said recently in May at the Cannes Film Festival that no Con. produce uh, James Can James Can <laughs> <laughs> nice. good one." Uh, he said, uh, "No producer would lose money selling a film to Netflix unless it's the." A series called The Incredible Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> yeah. I think they're going to be or fairly selective about the, what that, the movies they buy. But, I mean, if they were... You think about that, and that's not something I've really given a lot of thought to, but if they were able to replicate with movies, I mean good movies, the same thing they do with TV series, skip the whole TV concept, skip the whole mm-hmm. theater, like here's our newest Netflix movie and roll it. Let's say if they, they released a couple... Of really high quality movies to Netflix every month, yeah, dude. They would be taking a chunk of change out of fucking the the theater business. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, and that's that's probably the thing is because a lot of of the Hollywood feature film companies have a very vested interest in uh, movie chains like Cinemark and things like that. Right, and it's a very incestuous type of business. But you, you, you're always looking for ways to cut the middleman out, and right. it's it's it's, it's like we've talked about distri- this before. Distribution. It's it's a disruptor, right? And it's that they they are cutting somebody out, and they'll just do a limited release just to get a nod for an Oscar. And if, like you're saying, if Netflix does enough of groundbreaking movies, at some point you won't have to show in theaters get an oscar nod they yeah, will, well, yeah they will break away completely redefine that the thing mm-hmm. is like you can't why would you limit it because it came out on a big screen versus instantly on demand yeah that what they was talking about with the oscar is that 
they're uh, doing this release strategy, it'll be just in enough theaters to get the Oscar nod, but it won't uh, allow them to lose the option to compete for TV's Emmy Awards. So they're going for they're double dipping. Right, (laughs) trying to go both. It's like. I will take some from Pile A. I will Is there any way they can get him to sing so they can win a Tony <laughs> yeah, as well? Yeah. I'm hoping Sue Brad. But it's, it says it's based on a book. Um, yeah. The Operators, the Wild and Terrifying Inside Story of America's War in Afghanistan. That's pretty yeah. cool. Well, and that's... Uh, the uh, the thing behind that is it the whole premise of the movie is it shows the behind the scene machinations of going on what goes on in the industrial military yeah. complex and McChrystal famously he badmouthed in I think in some emails um, supposedly off record highly off record type of stuff he was badmouthing the Obama administration on its uh, uh, war leading capabilities. And it came back. To, it got back to the White House, and he got he got cut loose. It's like, thank you very much for your service, sir. See, yeah. <laughs> so wouldn't want to be. Yeah. So it was just the, so Netflix has is this, and I would love it if they can get anywhere close to how well I, this movie was done. So they've inked deals with the Weinstein Company for a Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon sequel, mm-hmm. a new Pee Wee Herman movie. Oh, um, please, okay. no, please no. Well, dude, Pee Wee's Big Adventure is a pretty fucking solid movie. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. but I mean, it's like, can we can we let the past be the past? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, if it's good, it's good. Yeah, if you can do duplicate it, then do I it. would. I would love to see a remake of. Big Trouble in Little China. We, yeah, wait a second. We talked about that. No, I would not like to yeah. see a Well, it's not a remake. It's not a remake. Give me Paul. So Ricky Gervais decided no to do a movie with them, a documentary deal with Leonardo DiCaprio. DiCaprio. Yeah. I'm not, yeah, well, I'm not, a, not a big fan of his either. Me either. I, I, and a four-picture deal with Mark and Jay Duplass, which I was trying to look and see what they do. I really th- – I, I liked uh, – Leonardo in uh, Wolf of Wall Street. He's so un- off the hinge. <laughs> okay. that whole, he should have. He should have got an Oscar nod just for that whole thing of him. Him being so drugged out of his mind that he was driving that car. Was, but <laughs> I, did, I did think that in the movie he's kind of outshined by the surrounding cast. I thought. Yeah. Man, I'm just trying to get the the Wolf boy. of Wall Street was okay. I know you're get, trying to get some mad Leonardo DiCaprio props. I just want him to get one Oscar so he'll shut the fuck up about it. Or the internet will shut <laughs> Golly. up. Golly. But uh, I always find his performances to be okay. Yeah, it's all his, right. His performances mm. are okay in great movies. Well, he's... he's like it, it, I'm pretty sure that if I was directed and by fucking Scorsese every other movie my movies would be okay mm, yeah. if I was the actor but yeah. I just he just never does it for me well he's he's a, he's a we've talked about this before is that he's another one of those actors that he's sort of him in yeah. most of his movies it's like Starring, yeah, he's okay. I mean, like the starring Leo is himself. <laughs> like you know, him and the Aviator. You know, it was a good flick, a decent flick. You know, I watched Howard it more Hughes. because I was way more interested in Howard Hughes info. Right, sure. Than yeah. I was because Caprio was in it. Yeah, I, you know that. that yeah, same is, here. I was kind that, of beside the point. Is that you know? what he's officially known to you? <laughs> yeah, Caprio. Yeah. But you know, it was a It was okay. He was all right as Howard Hughes. I had no problem with his role portraying him. But I was like, mm, you know, it's yeah, okay. It's just Leonard. Yeah. Yeah. Just okay. Yeah. 
Oh, um, talking about uh, just touching back briefly on uh, talking about Netflix is that they are going to uh, at a Saranda said at a investor conference in May that films in the ten million to twenty five million range make sense for the company. So those that's fairly tight. That's pretty tight budget for yeah, but it, it, for film. Really, what it limits you though is. The only thing it limits you from is you can't do big action flicks and you can't put yeah you serious can't. Hollywood stars in it. Yeah, you can't. You can't. Uh, and I rely think that's a things. really good start. You know, <laughs> if you eliminate those two things, like don't compete with Hollywood. There's no reason you should try to make Avengers movies, and there's no reason that they should go on every one of these pictures because I feel <clears throat> that there's a desire, and I think this is why True Detective has been able to land. I'm sure they get paid a little bit, but it's nothing. Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey, my guess would be, I haven't done any research, that they didn't get paid Hollywood movie money to go do True Detective. But, but you look at, uh, uh, I think, what you're seeing, if they're if they're limiting their budget to X amount, they're promising back end. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it's like, let's roll the dice, let's see if we can make a, a great property and then you participate with us for yeah, if there's any upside, but I think too, there's with a lot of these actors and actresses, there's a, there's a desire to do like really good content. Yeah. So Woody Harrelson is probably the perfect example of that. He'll go do a big Hollywood movie and then he goes and does like three movies. That zombie, no one zombie land. <laughs> yeah. That no one Which sees. Which was a great, I thought, I, was, I, like I, zombie love, land, I yeah. love zombie land, but zombie land is for him. That's a Hollywood movie that he yeah. showed up and got paid for. Mm-hmm. But have you seen Rampart that he did? You know, there's, he does all these movies in between. And I, and I think that there's a, a pretty big desire in a lot of these. So I think that's where Netflix should capitalize. Yeah. Go to find the, the actors that, man, I would really like to display my chops here and there. And every year I'd like to crank out a, a movie where I get paid $10, 15000000 million. And just because of uh, like uh, Hollywood politics, all actors have these uh, personal project pieces that they want to get made and for whatever right. reason can't. And then it's, I think it's up for places like Netflix and Amazon Prime um, to cherry pick and it's like, okay, how can we get your project onto the screen if it's, they, you know, they can evaluate, they have people that can evaluate viability of a project or a personal project right. and bring a big ticket name. And they will, yeah, they will forego getting there like fifteen, twenty million, like with Brad Pitt, or yeah. with yeah. if let's say they're Matthew McConaughey or any one of any one of those guys. And I'm sure there's a like Sandra Bullock, you know, does will occasionally do a movie just because she just wants to make that movie, yeah, happen. Yeah, um, a lot of like with <clears throat> they made uh, what was the shoot 'em up the uh, open range movie that we talked about last time was made right. on a shoestring shoestring budget yeah it was a really Just, not a lot of expense to do that movie I mean, yeah. you're filming it out in the freaking planes and, and, and that's about he, it I think Costner took like no money because it was yeah. his pet project yeah. yeah but it's fucking fun that's a great movie open range yeah. and I, I think if they just had a like here is a outlet for these people to do what they want to do and then they can go do the I get paid movies I think that's a, fun, a great strategy so I'm interested to see and I've never thought about it that they would do that but it seems like Netflix is like hey we're going to get in there and disrupt that as well well and that and that's the the beauty of Netflix is that they can tie into similar tastes on things and they can do these projects that you may never even heard of or want to rent but as soon as you watch something that's somewhat similar to it 
they'll pop it up there right, right after it finishes so like oh okay it's like sensate or something like that. it's like oh okay maybe uh, watching justified maybe i want to watch this right and it'd be cool to see them even like, though justified <clears throat> is on amazon right it, it'd be cool to see them partnership with somebody that is able to to like uh, legendary pictures does you know they did 300 and all that stuff so they're able to do these pretty big amped up movies on with not spending a billion dollars to have that movie be well made. and legendary they they had at least uh, maybe not so much past couple of years but they had a run of they fronted oh they're on every fucking on thing everything and yeah. they they had their names behind uh big and small projects all over the place just reading that true true detective woody harrelson matthew mcconaughey probably didn't take home that much money for the episodes maybe a few hundred thousand dollars per episode uh which is okay money uh but it was mainly more of a career redefining roles for them both you know playing against type roles and that they could then lead to other yeah yeah well and matthew mcconaughey has been doing a lot of roles like that he did a film uh uh within the past couple of years called mud Mm -hmm, that was very much along those type of things Mm -hmm. that it's yeah i think he did that picture pretty pretty cheap too yeah Mm -hmm. and that's that's something that he wants to like you were saying redefine himself yeah now now he's how he can act and now he's got a ton of clout and people are not Mm -hmm. talking about him being naked playing the bongos right yeah yeah, not playing a stoner dude doing whatever you know but i think that's why season two not only because they want to get on the hey this is the fucking coolest property out there thing for true detective but i think it's a lot of people that are coming to that like um uh, amy colin farrell colin farrell to show like vince vaughn yeah vince vaughn no i can't actually really act yeah too. i don't need to be in typecasting comedy right, or whatever the you know. fucking dodgeball eight or whatever <laughs> right that you know yeah. i can bring it to and yeah. i'll be interested to see two or three years from now what's the impact yeah of I, stuff I, like true detective and anything that I think Netflix you know, can bring to bear. It's a career Hollywood. booster. So, I mean, that, 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 that if you if you get a really good script and release something that's really cool, edgy, if you do that as an actor, it can lead to bigger and better things. You know, yeah. so yeah, why not do it? You know, sure, you may not get it might not be a huge of a payday, but you're not doing it for that. You're doing it for your career. You're doing it for the opportunity at such a cool role. Well, and that uh, a lot of uh, actors they will do like big blockbusters, and then they will. Yeah, tread, tread the boards of uh, Broadway for a few years. Yeah, just because that's where their passions lie. They like live theater or whatever. Yeah, there's a ton and of people it affords, do that. And it affords. They're not necessarily getting paid huge money, but it uh, these big action films will afford them their to their interests. Yeah, what they can. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, I, I'm, pay, pay, I'm I'm the, I'm this, sweet for five this years. Pays for my mansion and my kids' college and everything else for the next few years. You know, yeah, d- done. You know, now I can go back to doing what I really want to do: do Broadway stuff my, or whatever. You know, my agent has said, "Be free, young man <laughs> or <Yeah>. woman." <laughs> yeah, I've just bought them a new car, so <laughs> and uh, addition to their house, so we're good. <laughs> the uh, the only other Netflix related stuff that I had is that. Uh, uh, they're going to. Uh, they're expanding out even more. They're releasing their first Spanish language series, Club de Cuervos. So I guess it's about uh, maybe going down to Cabo Guabo and, <laughs> and, and, and getting the, the, yeah. the Cuervo tequila <laughs> infused with agave. <laughs> uh, it's my it's favorite. <laughs> in in August, in all territories, um, 
it will expand. It's going to expand into Latin America and South America for uh, with uh, a larger selection of Hispanic title titles, including telenovelas, which are huge in Hispanic culture territories and movies. And that, uh, some sort of related to that, there was a uh, um, uh, Breaking Bad has been remade down for in Colombia and South America. Mm-hmm. It's called Metastasis, and it's a shot-by-shot remake with actors. Right. In Spanish-speaking like, actors. That look America. almost exactly <laughs> right. like. Yeah. And it's, and it's sure, they not? have only made little things change for the cultural differences in right. Like, Spanish. Right, and locale, yeah. Yeah, and... It's a and it's much it's much lower budget and the acting is nowhere near oh, as yeah. good. Oh yeah, some of those you know uh, you know shows uh, Spanish yeah. shows you know that you can <laughs> I mean their their budget must be next to nothing. You yeah you can make a, a a show like that you know for for really cheap and they're know? just basically and they uh, so one of the reviewers that looked at it it is shot for shot. Why not? And they're, they're yeah, not changing great. barely anything yeah. and it costs them a pittance right. and it's more familiar for people down there that know those actors and uh, if right. cultural differences right. and stuff like that. For the English speakers that have watched it or the, or the ones that, if they've, I'm sure they've translated that show with subtitles. I think, know, and so. I, yeah, yeah, and I think, uh, I think they, uh, I mean, I, I was looking at some, they showed some side-by-side stills on this website I was reading a review on <laughs> And it's like they remade it. I mean, they did not joke around. They just, they're just like, okay, we're just gonna make this for like ten centavos. <laughs> <laughs> Good for them. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I thought that, I thought that was interesting that they, because we talked about that with uh, Broadchurch, mm-hmm. and uh, it's, it's like, well, why not just take Breaking Bad? You already got it. It's in the can. No, I know, but to, there's a, there is a little bit of a difference when you're talking about cultural and yeah. language barriers, right. yeah. of which there are none. Yeah, if you're going from an English, a British English show and an American English yeah. show, yeah, it's, the only thing is accent. The, the only thing that no one's going to get is right. yeah, care the, about. Is the accent. Oh, these guys talk funny. But <laughs> everything else should be pretty damn near the same. But I do get, like, especially cultural, like with humor, and what that culture finds scary, because it's weird from culture to culture what they find scary or intimidating or like, oh my god, that person's a bad man. You yeah. know? Well, and that's or, like you was talking about way back about with Chinese culture that can't show bones, yeah, <laughs> like, <if> you, <laughs> zombies. No, I know this is the craziest thing. You no, no, no me gusta. <laughs> not even like as all the Chinese people like. We to don't say. Encourage, <laughs> right, right, right. Not even like we don't even encourage it. Like it is illegal, yeah, to distribute that material in China. So yeah. fucking weird, <laughs> but you know there's got to be a hot underground mar- market of, bones. of zombie, zombie, like zombie, bones. zombie, zombie bone, zombie bone porn. If in they China. can get it past Come Jung Il, Come <laughs> Jung, yeah, because he's he's sucking up all the American entertainment there in Korea. The the, uh, the vital juices of some young guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have the groundbreaking film, The Interpreter, to take care of him, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> have you tried to watch that yet? No, don't. No, because you, you told me you didn't make it ten minutes in. And, but we're well over an hour, so yeah. we're probably gonna shut it down. So okay, just uh, the next. Um, just remind me of the best worst movie ever made. Next episode, and hey, I'll best. Hey Brian, best uh-huh. worst uh, movie. Next episode, best worst movie. No, not not, not now. <laughs> next week. Remind, remind him when we start. Week. When we well, start the next episode. You know what? 
That's probably not going to happen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, hold on. Let me let me, we're let me sleep let me too many to, times. And I am talking to you, degenerates. <laughs> let me right. let me let me talk to yeah. my Google calendar. We are older now. We're not going to remember that stuff. But all right, well, we're done. We're like at an hour five. All right, folks. Later, Gators. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to that segment of the Binge Watch Podcast. You can find us online at www.bingewatchpodcast.com, on Twitter at BingeWatchPC, and on YouTube and Facebook by searching for Binge Watch Podcast.